We got a hook, line and sinker, and some water. Oh, sounds good, mate. Let's just go down to the bank and do our thing. All right. Because it's so natural just doing what we order. It makes a body want to sit right up and sing. It don't get lonesome. We got the dog to talk to. Yeah, not a bad sort of man. And you know, he don't scream a man. Well, the best he can do is whine. Just rob the dog and no wives. They can't get us, mate. And the sharks out here ain't as bad as the humankind. And we got a lot of time now Oh, what a feeling Just a wet line And dream that time away We dream one day We'll get that great big boomer Oh, mate, I just want to feel it I don't mind if he gets away Well, I do Well, I don't Oh, my friends don't go fishing They got to stay at home Welcome to the 4K1G Fishing Show. And what do we have for you this morning? That is right. We have the Barramundi Special. This coming Wednesday is going to be the day that so many of us fishermen have been waiting so patiently for for three months. We have a fantastic Brains Trust in the studio with us this morning. If you don't get anything out of this Barra Show, cash a ticket in and stay home because this is the right station to be on to learn all things Barramundi. Let's start off with Gary. Good morning, Gazza. How are hey, you, mate? 
What's going on? I'm here to learn. You are. <laughs> to catch something over 45 centimetres oh, this mate, season. This, this is the year. This is my year. I'm this is go, your year. We've new already electric, spoke about it during the week. I'm going to different grounds. Good lad. Outside of the box. I'm thinking outside of Comfort the Comfort zone. Move out of it. I'm going to the Barra Farm. Give it a go. <laughs> In the big pond, morning Brent. Oh, you're upgrading to I'm the big pond. I'm going to Brent's big pond. No, no, it, just a little bit different, a bit of more flats, fringe fishing. Beautiful. Out the front of creeks. And Oceanics long, and so forth. Yeah, have a little bit of a look. Jasto was telling me about a um, going out the front of a certain beach one day, and oh, it sounds good, he's hoping. I'm not even mentioning so, no, it, where. Why not? Because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> it's going to be an awesome show today with, with uh, our guests, Jesso and Reese. It'll yep. be uh, awesome. And I'll sit out the back yes. um, and take numbers. So, so this morning, guys, you don't have to wait um, and, until Gary um, goes into his little room. But you just don't have to wait for an ad break. You can call whenever you wish. Yeah, I'll just take all the numbers. We've got some awesome giveaways today. So, yeah, and so it's going to be good. And, guys, if um, if you if any of our listeners have a question for Reese or, or Mr. Jesson, can you... Um, Pop on him and say, oi, lads. I'll write it down and I'll bring it in and say, here, can you uh, answer these questions? So, yeah, I'll be out on the phone while you guys uh, spin your magic. Brilliant. We're going to have three hours of action-packed, full, interesting, fun facts Chris Wilcox and at fiction. Nine. Chris uh, said, message Chris, because Chris is always yeah. um, pretty cool on the barras. So Most definitely. Chris a ring at 9 o'clock and have a chat with Chris. Yep. Good morning, Steve Justin. How are you, my friend? I'm well, mate. How are you? I am fantastic. Awesome to see you in the studio. I always have a good time when you come in. We learn so much. And when uh, you and, and Reese Bullimore are in the studio, our ratings definitely go up. So we're grabbing it with both hands. Indeed. Oh, that's good, mate. As long as we can help someone out, you know, that's the main thing. Oh, you certainly do. 100%. And uh, again, I know we're probably ad nauseum for you, but we'll touch a bit on Hinchinbrook. We haven't got a choice. It's, it's, it's our backyard and... And it's the most beautiful destination in the world, so why not talk about it a bit? So, which will be good. Reese, morning. How are you? Good. 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 You've yes. jumped ship, Garmin on the front of the boat, <laughs> so we won't be able to talk to you too much today. So, hey. um, thanks for coming in, buddy. And we'll <laughs> <laughs> no, yes, changing it up a little bit. Got yeah. the, keeping the apex on the console there, and um, you know, so I can have a quick scan easily and see what's floating around, and then um, yeah. Purely for uh, live scope, so beautiful. Keen to see how it all performs. Sounds great, mate. Let's get straight into it, boys. So let's not muck around or beat around the bush, as they say. Um, we did have a question come in about Hinchinbrook, and where do I go when the when it's a full tide? Where do the barrows go at different stages of the tide? Um, I launched my boat up at Hinchinbrook, and it's uh, it's a two point eight high tide, and I'm lost. That's just me. You know, it's a bit different today with the, the likes of side imaging where you can go and try things. But when the fish are 200 metres in the back of the mangroves, where do you boys, where, where, where does the fisherman start? There. There. Yeah. Take your boat in. Yeah. And you're exactly right. You know that. And that's where, <laughs> you know. Well, There's no use, no use casting a lure where the fish aren't. No. no. And know? people used to wonder why the likes of, say, John Millard used to um, – get 40, 50 barrows in a tournament and other people were getting one or two who could fish. But you could never find John because he was 200 and, metres in the back. And it's ironic, you know, as much as I've got whatever dollars worth of equipment hanging off the boat, yep. Hinchinbrook's one place where I could not, I, I could have them not in the boat. Yeah. And everything I've learnt up there has purely been because of the environment or your eyes. You know, yeah. It's, yeah, for sure. And, for sure. And with that, 
you know, interesting show this because, I mean, my um, my guiding career was done pretty much without sounders. Mm. Yeah. As I've said to you before, main thing my sounder was used for was water temperature. Mm. Yeah. Where you got Reese on the other hand is is you know yeah, glued to that technology you know. Yep. But the the other interesting thing about it is. That stuff's not going to work when you're up over the top of the mangrove roots. That's right. Yeah. You're not going to see anything on your screen, mate, except no, mangrove roots. You're just worried about covering ground when you're up there. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. as many yeah. casts as you can in on as many laydowns. And same same thing. You're looking for bait fish yeah. too. Yeah. They're and that's where I where get. They're not going to get a feed. I put myself a step back because I've got this nice boat with this big fancy wrap on it and this and that. I, I simply, I'm not taking my boat in there, even if I could which I can't because my boat's too big, and that's where these skiffs and flat bottoms and, you know, yep. your Cairns yep. custom craft yeah, yeah. comes into its own. That's what it was built for. Um, so don't, a lot of the time, don't be in too big a rush. to Like, I, I like a bit of show pony, so that's just me. But when I'm up there and I've got to leave a flat um, because I'm, I'm drawing too much water, yep. if I had a skiff, you're just going to spank it. You really are, because them barras are coming on when I've got to go. And yeah, well, if you're drawing, say, 14 inches or something, then that's yep. when you want to be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, that's exactly when you yeah. want to be there. Except for once my boat touches, that's it. Game over. But there's a, She there's, ain't moving. You know, <laughs> if, you, if you have a look at, you know, from um, Lucinda, and, I mean, you, you don't have to talk about the obvious, but, you know, you got that you turn around the front, you've got a beach right there, you know. You, yeah. You, 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 there's 20 places between... Benjamin Flats and Lucinda, hmm. where you've got foreshore less than 50 metres on a 2.83 metre high tide. So, you know, those are the areas. They may not be there straight away, but yep. at certain stages of the tide. So you might have to wait for a run-out tide to get a back eddy on, the, on that point where there's a rocky bit behind it, you know. So the yep. barrows can't go too far back. They've got to come around that point. Yep. And then they'll stall there as that back eddy starts to form for a feed and then they'll keep going. So, okay. you know, yeah, not everywhere where you've got bank right behind the, the shoreline works. Yeah. You've got to make the tide work for you still, you know. You've okay. got to give them a reason to be there. Okay. If there's no bait, if there's no dirty water line, if there's no, you know, it might be super clear water on a run in on that point but on a run out you get a there might be a, a mud flat with a sh- shallower creek that pumps and because it's running that way all of a sudden you got a a nice tight band of dirty water yeah they will be there there's a you know they will definitely be but there. find the reason for them to yeah 100 percent. yep okay yeah, as you say reese it's all about timing at Inchinbrook more yeah. so than anywhere else yep. yep um i've obviously fished a lot of places for bar in my life and yeah Inchinbrook is just Timing is absolutely <coughs> paramount. You know, I've been, as I've said before, yeah, I'll give myself about four mile of the channel to fish for a day and I won't move out of that area. Yeah. Um, that way I'm not spending too much time running. But yeah. I, I knew yep. that I needed to be at a certain place at a certain time and there was, say, ten of them through the day. Yeah. A certain area, so to say. For sure. Um, as that tide's coming off and I'd say to the guys... Right, I sit down, hang on, shut up, we're out of here. You yep. know, oh, one more cast. I said, no, uh, just sit down and hang on. We've got to get We've got to be in this place right yeah. now. And yeah. it does work And that's like that, how it happens. Yeah, yep. 100%. I'm sorry, but that's how it happens. No, no, no. yeah. 
It's 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 certainly a men from the boys sort of it sorts them out. There's no ifs and, or and buts I guess, about that. You know, with faster boats, you know, where, yeah. where you, I was where plugging you, along at twenty knots, mate. Yeah, yeah. You know? So what we've refined. I now also is, only use twelve liters of fuel yeah. for a day. But yeah, <laughs> two hundred and twenty <laughs> liters. But Reese is, where, where Reese is going to allude to is like nowadays we can stay for that extra cast because oh yeah, Reese is yeah. doing yeah, you got the gallop, you know, ten k an hour. The other thing is too, um, <laughs> in regards to. Bite time. So you got spots traditionally where you'd get there ten minutes early and you'd fish them for forty minutes because that's when they are on. I've got spots now where it's a fifteen minute bite window because I can get there, literally hit three fish and then I'm out. You know because yeah. it's, it's filled that six inches. It's blown over the air route bank and they're gone. You know. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's only because I've got faster boats now that you can get down to that. Fish, oh yeah, fish a fifteen sure, minute mate. window yeah. and can go back to another spot. You know. <laughs> yeah. But um, prior to that, I mean, I had a tinny for years up there, and that's how I got to learn Yeah, exactly that. You'd, you'd fish one stretch because of fuel limitations or weather or whatever, and you'd get to learn that for that 10 minutes on that one snag on that one edge of that mud bar, and that's, as the tide turns, mm. you'll, you will get three bites or four bites out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. They're gone then you're after gone. that. Well, then there's, or then there's this other place over here that yeah, yeah. if you can't get a dozen bites out of there, you're not trying. Or no, you can't catch. Yeah. And that's where a diary. 15. Remember the old days when we were yeah. super, super, super keen, and you used to yeah. put it in the diary and, and so forth. I never got fully hooked up into that, but there was a certain there. There was truth in it, especially somewhere like Hinchinbrook, because you would tend to name your drains. You know, you'd have Benji Flats yeah, or whatever, yeah. but you would yeah. name your drains <clears throat> something that was, you know, yeah. you say, be here at 10 o'clock on this tide and then 10.30. Yeah. That's when you've got Hinchinbrook sussed there, and it does pay off. Oh, it you, really, really yeah. does pay off. So. You, you, you know, the aim up there is to be able to catch fish consistently, which is all day. Yeah, and and if you well, can that's do that, that's certainly it was for my yeah. for my business. That's the like, yeah. <laughs> even in the comps, you got to be turning numbers over oh, yeah. to yeah. get to get your size yeah. up. You know, yeah, um, because you might hook twelve for every legal one, mm. and then you know that's a lot of fish you got to churn through to get a good yep. bag limit. Yep. You know, yep. for people who aren't used to Hinchinbrook, and they sort of describe it in 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 three sections. Hinchinbrook, a, a very very vague description but you've got the northern end you've got the southern end and then you've got missionary yeah that's the three sections that they they talk about um is there any particular times that you prefer to fish missionary as opposed to the southern end or going to the northern end or if you're new for my money the 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 southern end is definitely the safest launch from dungeon est and and play around that area there so no more just depending on fresh i guess the, yeah, I think you know, it's more weather and creeks. weather and um, and conditions yeah. related. Yeah, yep. uh, and certainly tides. Certainly yeah. tides. Why is missionary so popular? You talk to nine out of ten lure <laughs> fishermen or, or comp fishermen. They've got a to stigma go to about it is that it's further away and no one goes there. Yeah, I think that's a lot of it. Yeah, I think the other. I, I mean, but I, the guys that that know they're fishing know that there's good country there to fish and a lot of <coughs> and a lot of it for sure and. It is limited by weather. I've sort of it does get nasty. started playing over there the last couple of years. I've done all my good fishing down the guts of the channel. That's where I know. Like when you say the guts, we're talking say from Con to Sunday. Sort of no Herbert. No 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 Herbert to um, the top of Benjo. Okay, so yeah. fair. Right, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the the yeah, right pretty much the middle of, the of it. Yeah. yeah, that's where I've done most of mine. So the last couple of years, I've really pushed myself to try and learn missionary more and it's a funny one because on certain tides the currents bypass the bay and, and it turns a bit stagnant in there mm. and then 
just like that, though. Got to have bigger tide. You, on yeah, there. but you, then on you go over there on what you think is going to be a decent tide, and it's just vacated. The place is empty, you know. <laughs> and then you can go back there the following weekend for a look. Teach him brook all over, mate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess I've probably just got enough spots in the channel I can fall back to. <laughs> yeah. I just don't have them over there, so yep. yeah. Um, that's why I have been putting those extra trips in, knowing that I may or may not catch today. It's just I've got to go and look, you know. And that yeah, that western side of Missionary Bay. On your on your running out tide, you know I prefer yeah. bigger tides. Over yeah, there. same. Um, you know, give yourself some water to fish or up on the roots and yep. Yep. whatever bits of stickers are there and rocks and that yep. sort of thing. Um, that is one place where it was super important to get in fish that not fish every stick in every no. bay. Yeah, you go ones where they hold know, on. There's pick something that looks different, like a even mangrove roots coming out to a point or something. Mm. Don't worry about fishing the back air, the backwaters and behind them and up miles wherever. Yeah, just go and pick that. They're not going to be on every stick. No. I, okay, you got to find them, mm. but you got to fish something that looks different to the rest. Yeah, whether it's a tree laying down or something, you get one of those little mangrove fringed bays. There's a tree laying down in the middle of it, sticking out thirty feet. Mm. Yeah, fish that one. Don't bother about the rest. Okay, don't fish that first. Yeah. If yep. they're there, yeah, bang, catch them there. Yeah, forget the rest of the joint. Go to the next one. Yeah, go somewhere else. You'll see us often fishing on. We we might only have six or so spots we fish for the day, mm. but they're all they're all. So there's always a feature on there. So we we don't yep. we rarely we will never ever you'll never see us just blind casting a bank. We're mm. at a bank because of a back eddy, a current change, sticks prominent sticks sticking out in the water that only fire when you got um, wind and tide going the same way. You get yep. them, you get them going yep. the opposites. And the dirty water line blows out 100 metres and you just, you, you won't catch it. You get tra- right you get Trevally in there, you know. So those little environmental factors That'll probably... keep Gaz happy. you got to, uh, <laughs> you got to, uh, you, you sort of got to pay attention to those up there. And um, But back to the question we were talking about, like where the barras sort of move, they start out on that sort of higher water, you know. You're sort of just looking for those areas to get to. Yeah. So and let's then, say, uh, working backwards for me, boys. So we're yep. at the very top of the yep. the tide. So we know the fish are back in the timber. Yep. You want to really get them ones, that's where you've got to be. Apart from that, though, uh, are you looking for holes? Are you sort of like vibing deep holes or that sort of thing? Some, Did, sometimes on a high I'll do that. But, yeah. You know, they've got to be looking like they're hungry on the sound. For sure. You know? But that's a long time between drinks sometimes, whereas just <clears throat> your clients want to fish. That yeah, was it. yeah, yeah. It was yeah. all. It didn't matter whether it was thirty centimeters or seventy centimeters, and that's where you're going to get the fish. Yeah, that's right. Yep. You know, and then you know, killer little flats rat was a go-to lure then. You know. Yeah. Because clients could cast it up in between the trees. Yeah. You yep. know, with the big cedar mangroves, you get yep. underneath them, walk it down through the roots, stop it. I'd be screaming at them, stop the lure, stop the lure, stop winding <laughs> the handle, stop the lure, stop it. <laughs> Whack on. Oh. That's how it works. Should be mayhem in there it's, too yeah. for a novice, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, there would be a lot and of then, lost gear. And then how do we get them out of here? I said, <laughs> worry about that double thumbs, double thumbs down. Worry about getting him on before. Yep. Worry about getting him in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how often did the jacks go up the right up the back? Did they fish the same way get as a, the barrows? No. Get a the odd one. Yeah, okay. Not a lot. No, whereas what? the jacks are more Funny. of a fringe fish still, Funny, aren't they? Eh? Most I don't of know. My, my, like, I've had some huge sessions on jacks, big jacks, you know, and yeah. they're all on mud. Mm. Not one near a snake. Yeah. I, yeah. My favourite combo for fishing 45-plus jacks up there was a eight-pound spin rod. Yeah. And I yep. just get them on soft plastics on the flats or yeah. even surface yeah. lures. They eat plenty of surface up there. Yeah. You get them on the neeps on 
just inside the roots eating jelly yeah. prawns. Yeah. Then, okay. Then Usually then on. Try and get them to eat something yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, you can't a lot get of, to them anyway. A lot of fishermen get excited when they Trickly throw the lure in and they see the krill or the jelly prawns jumping. Whereas you, you're like, oh, it's going to be a hard day because yeah. they're loaded, they're full. Yeah. Yeah. And they just won't single anything out. Yeah. They're just eating mobs when on they it. feel like it, yeah. A slurp For and sure. they get a million of them. Yeah. 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 The they can yawn and have a feed. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, oh. and there is that many it's, of them in there. It's funny, though. You talk about telling people to stop. You know, I don't fish with too many people, and occasionally I'll take guys that just, they're not fisher. You know, like, I've got to give them a rod and reel. They, they're yeah, just yeah. not fishers. And I, I have more success for those guys now, just slow rolling. Just oh, yeah, all I've got to tell them setup, is mate. just... Yeah. And, and you see them trying to start, because they've seen it on TV. Try, try or trying to jigging. Just... Don't do anything, but just wine. Ten casts later, oh, I got one. It's jumping around. Yeah, yeah, nice yeah, yeah. It's like I love the slow roll. Oh, you, they you crack throw, them. Absolutely. Throw everything out the book that you thought you've learned. The stop jig. There is days like when I, if I'm throwing into a big mess of timber, I want to be different story. Yeah, yeah, different story. But on a flat, yeah, so coming out of a drain, slow roll. Yeah. Just slow roll. Yep. Keep it simple. Even shooting. the deeper fish, so, you know, I, I slow roll. That's just a technique that part of the arsenal. You just go through it now. And, yeah. But, yeah, I've, I've, I've got, you know, very, very good success on, on the slow yeah. roll and just telling people just, just wind it slow. Yeah. There's no – and it doesn't matter what lure it is. It can be a hard body. It can be a prawn. It can be a gulp. It can be a soft plastic. Those gulp prawns should be outlawed too. <laughs> Jeez. I can't bring myself to use one. The only time I've ever put one on was with Reese. And he had three barrels in the boat before I bloody put my <laughs> freaking lure on. It's bloody Savaloy with a hook in it. Yeah, yeah. It's, and I, um, spill, a bit it's of, amazing. spill a bit in the boat and they just jump in. They are an amazing, amazing thing. Like Reese was. I the, can't the, bring myself to use one. I, look, they're deadly. I've yeah. They're, they're ugly Paulie looking. Hanrahan and the boys up there up in Love oh, River, yeah. you know, on the Eclipse. <laughs> the boys are all using them. Like, nah. Looks like you've grabbed a wishy grub with rig mortis and put it on. I was talking, no, to, I was talking to um <laughs> Snally up there. He's been doing a fair bit of guide. And I said, oh, yeah, what's the go-to? He goes... Because the go-to is three-inch because you just get more in a packet. End of story. There's no other reason for it. Because <laughs> at one stage, four-inch had, yeah. disappo- had disappeared. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's going, you only want the four-inch, four-inch. And then the, this whole other group of people are come out and go, forget the four-inch. Yeah, no, it's all about the three-inch. Yeah. But it's funny, though, because I'll run like But you a, just don't do anything with it either. As you're saying, Well, they eat it off roll. the bottom. They eat them off the bottom, yeah. yeah. They, you just, they, they, if you just wind it, it, they'll eat it. Yeah, do yeah. anything with them, they'll eat it. Yeah. But how good is that? One grade above bite off bait the bottom. Fishing. Yeah, you can they crack them. Like a whoosh, yeah, and it's that real dunk. We, 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 we threw one out one day Stupid and things. put the... I oh, like current was tide was coming in uh, we were getting old mate was getting a beer out of the esky and he's put his rod down and we were shuffling a bit of stuff around the deck because <laughs> he threw it up in a fairly oh, i'm talking it was probably in about eight inches you know and and it hadn't hit the current so he just left it sit there honestly it sat there for like th- three minutes maybe while we dicked around in the boat and then all of a sudden there's an 80 jumping around the back and we're sort of trying to figure out what's happening here and yeah, he'd eaten it off the bottom after about three minutes of just sitting there. Amazing. You know? Yeah, just come up and slurped it off the yeah. bottom. And they're that good. Like, Berkeley's got it together. That, that uh, Companies like Holt Prawn are now stealing their design. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a stirrer. Oh, was that a stir? That <laughs> wasn't meant to be a stir. I, I apologise. I, I retract that last comment. <laughs> Gaz, we're going to have to wipe that off the podcast. <laughs> but they are insane. Speaking of that, have you used that new one from Berkeley? 
I've given it a go. Yeah. Yeah. Is it the same as what the 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 four inch gulp? Yeah. Corn? Same same. Same same. There's it, no difference yeah, to no, it, is not there? Not really. No. So. Um, I've, I've, and I've got a packet which um, Gaz got me um, when I lo- when I was in the hospital. <laughs> he gave me a, a, oh, nice. a, a, a toe sympathy um, packet, so um, I, I will um, burst them yeah. out and give them a go. In a purpley white colour. Beautiful. No, so, that, they'll they all catch. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I can't wait. But the colour that you were using that particular day uh, was that uh, grey brown sort I of. I like the natural colours. Yeah. yeah, they just look like amazing. They, they just they actually look like. A More natural a, a dead savaloy. Well, they just look like a dead prawn <laughs> that washed through the current. You know the little, yep. the little ones you get that yeah, die in yeah. your cast net and fall out. They're only all they, spe- you know, the cod spew them up on the deck of the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two centimeters long. That's that's exactly what they look like with no weight in them. Just waft them through the current. <laughs> yeah, you know? I suppose, now you eh? put a jig head in yours, yeah. I fish both. If I'm fishing really heavy timbers up north, for example, yeah, I'll run a weedless setup. Right. But so you can I'm, run them weedless. Yeah. If I'm fishing. Um, you know, like where where we were, I'm fishing schooled fish on a sounder. Uh, I I I put like I don't fish any heavier than one six. Honestly, I mm. I rarely tie one quarter ounce jig head on. Everything yeah, I right do eh? is light, light as possible. So if I can get away with a one eighth, I will. Yep. Sometimes if a one six is too heavy on a four inch, I'll actually because there's a bit of weight in a four inch gold. Yep. Not that there's much, but I'll actually drop back to a one sixth on a three inch just to get the the sink right. And, right. Um, yeah, they you know, and I'll just. Hop, hop, and then slow roll, and then yeah. you know they just eat, eat them. Yeah, right. What size hooks are you using them? In the fours, it's a five o, and in the threes, it's it's a it's a three o. I think I'm from memory. Yeah, three o or four o in the yeah, jig, right, in the jig yeah. head. Yeah. So there's pretty much the same as what I'm using. Yeah. Few main players um, like Nitro and TTs yeah. and and uh, decoy and so forth in the jig head market at the moment. I'm uh, I'm a Nitro man. Uh, of the, the TTs for me of uh, have bent. Oh, so yeah. that in my opinion. Um, but um, is there any particular hooks that you guys go with with the jig heads? The thing with TTs that you've got to be careful of is, and I, I should correct that, is, is you can get a really, really fine gauge, say, which is perfect I, for flat I head. only fish the XHs, the extra heavies, yeah, which are, for yeah, sure, you yeah. struggle to yep. bend those, especially on a, yep, like a 4 or a 3 they, yep. they're like they're like six-inch nails. So when someone goes to pick a packet, if they're chasing Barra? Bar- XH. XH. Yeah. Yep. Righto. Definitely. I do, too, like the... Um, I go for a smaller gauge. I don't like that big wide. I, f- I find that the barrows can throw them a little bit easier. So no, that, you don't, don't find that them. in your I, opinion? I'd yeah. rather them, eh? Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. The Fair only enough. thing for me that throws lures is, is lure weight. Yeah. And obviously corresponding to your lure weights, how soft your rod is. Yeah, the, yep. they're the only two things that'll throw a lure for me. Um, yep. For a barra. Yep. I know one day I done it stupidly. I had a twenty pound main line, a seven seven uh, seven three three X ray from North Fork, which is quite a. It's a very fast tapered, but it's mm. it's aimed at sort of like you know that sort of one eighth one six ounce. Anyway, I, I tied on a six inch lure with a mm. might have been a quarter ounce over at the mouth of Alligator there, and I, I hooked one about ninety. And second jump, too much weight, too soft a rod, little yeah. come flying out of it. Stupidly threw it back in, hooked another one about 90, second cast, lost it again. <laughs> put, put the lure onto a, a, a one of my normal, decent, you know, stiff rods and um, next fish nailed it. And you, you just not as much given the rod and then you could, ha- you know, he just didn't throw it. So, yep. Yeah. Yep. No, fair enough. 
Fair enough. You ever use that other, the original rod ever again? <laughs> oh, it's one of my favourite rods. It's, it's just it too wasn't light that, for that, for that situation. situation. I, 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 there was a six-inch deck uh, lure on the back deck, and I, yep. and I, knew, I thought they're going to eat that, and I, I tied it on, and sure enough, it, it cracked it straight away, and it was just like, because I didn't want to take me other lure I was getting bites off off the heavier rod and I just thought <laughs> yeah. I'll just tie it on you know because yep. I did cut off a four inch gulp off it which got mm. a bite but I was like oh, I just want to run that six inch plastic put yep. it on and yeah shouldn't have done it but yeah it happens just so in your day what was your pickup rod and reel uh, obviously you used bait casters a lot because it was yep. pretty much all hard body lure fishing mate yep um, obviously did a bit of pelagic stuff as well for sure poppers but yeah. Um, for queenies and GTs or whatever. Yeah. Um, as far as a flash outfit goes, like Reese might say, uh, a, a Norfolk and his um, zillion. Luma six six four. Yep. Crado, Cronarch. I started off with a with a Calcutta, mate. Ooh, you know that yeah, was that yeah. was pretty flash, mate. And you know what? It'd still be going today. They don't don't break. Yeah, but your go-to though was it the Calcutta or bloody oath? The, the, the no, <laughs> <laughs> didn't like grindy gears. Corrado. <laughs> yeah, the Corrado. Corrado. Didn't like grindy gears. Says the Daiwa user. <laughs> Smooth <laughs> as. <laughs> Smooth as. Uh-huh. Never seen a Daiwa go the distance for a week yet. No, nah, they revive. <laughs> Not Shopping. at Cape York anyway. No, no, no. Out of the box. No, no, but they should have kept it. with the six HMs. <laughs> <laughs> I had one of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember. I gave it to someone in the end. I gave it to yeah, someone. Yeah, they used it for lifting weights. <laughs> was, that was a gear grinder. Oh yeah, you bloody could, you could you could grind coffee beans with that thing. Old Harrow put them on the map. Then he was yeah. in the sports fishing library. Yeah, he was, yeah. His, his big divers, and I remember the start. Corrado, uh, the green Corrado. When the seven to one Corrado came out, that was. Probably the best reel. Still got three of them at home. Yeah. Yep. Um, I like the seven to one because they could, particularly bigger fish at Cape York. Yeah. Which we found a lot of. Yeah. Always wind slower. You can, yeah, but you could always, not always, but you could wind faster too when you got them on. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. When they turn That's around. That's what I mean, though. You yeah. Can once always, you turn them yeah. around off that first run, you can yep. always wind coming slower back towards you. Yeah. You know, you, you they could keep up with them. Yeah. Yep. Uh, look, I'm a fan of the know. high geared reels, the yeah. high ratios. I don't like heaps. I've got a couple of mates like, like um, say you can always wind slower, Reese. They yeah. do a, they do a ten to one now, <coughs> and the the guys in the states they love them for um for their frog fishing because they're only fishing six feet, and then they're yeah, ripping they them in fifty them feet, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then punching them back in. Yep. So they, but what's that retrieving per ratio? Like, oh, I'm not too sure. It has got to be like it's a fair bit. It's about a two hundred size reel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're, they're ten to one. But the problem with doing that with barras is you just bruise the gears in them for sure because they're just too much torque on them. Yeah. Know? And the bass doesn't fight back. Well, they're they're a lot smaller. You you can still hook a ten pound. What's that? Five kilo, which is just starting to get mature here. You know, it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we're talking up to twenty kilo fish here. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. But I mean, you've only got to watch enough, and not knocking the American bass because I I enjoy watching yeah, it. Same. But. You know they they get a ten pound bass and it's in the boat within yeah and it's thirty seconds it's a giant you and know? it's a giant yeah. and I'm like and they, 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 I'd love to think then you would have seen it plenty of times these Americans come over and they get one of our jacks or barrows jump on they must crap themselves well did you see oh um, yeah did you see they wouldn't know what's going love on it. yeah <laughs> did you see yeah. Um, when Carl done the the barra uh, the barra tour. Mm. He brought his one of his real close friends over from the states, and he fished it with him. One of the other pros over there. Yeah, 
never been to Australia before. Got to fish a whole barra tour for two weeks. Just caught, you know. Meet, blew him oh away. yeah, he he was like they done a couple yeah. of videos where they recapped about it at the end, and it's just he's just amazed at you know these things. They just. A week long of catching meat along bar, as he said, is just the best thing he's ever done in his life. That yeah. would have ruined him having to go back to yeah, the bass. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Anyway, boys, it's uh, half past seven. It's our time for take our first break. We're going to come back to you shortly with plenty of more barra talk. We do hope you're enjoying our barra special. Don't forget to give uh, Gazza a call and he will um, give you a bingo number and we'll go from there. Here's a little bit of Black Eyed Peas. Infecting the young minds faster than bacteria. Kids wanna act like what they see in the cinema. Yeah. 
Whatever happened to the values of humanity? Whatever happened to the fairness and equality? Instead of spreading love, we're spreading animosity. Lack of understanding leading us away from unity. That's the reason why sometimes I'm feeling under. That's the reason why sometimes I'm feeling down. It's no wonder why sometimes I'm feeling under. Gotta keep my faith alive till love is found. On only live exclusive weekend show in town. Deadly by Dark. Every Friday and Saturday nights from 7 to 10 pm with one hour of requests. Taking you back, playing all your RB, hip hop, rap, and reggae from the 80s to now. So come kick it with us on your two deadly radio station 107.1 FM 4K1G. Too deadly, deadly, deadly. With the COVID-19 lockdowns coming to an end, it's time to book your escape to Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Lucinda Fishing Lodge is North Queensland's best kept secret and only a short drive from Townsville. Take your family, take your mates and take your boat. With unlimited kilometres of the Hinchinbrook Channel to explore or just a short trip to the Great Barrier Reef, the time to book is now. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, what a great escape. Listen to Fishing Lodge, station sponsor. Everything you need to keep your car driving well and looking great, you'll find it at Cheaper Auto Spares. Performance parts, tools and accessories, spare parts, and the best prices in town. Cheaper Auto Spares, locally owned and operated in the big black and yellow building, Ingham Road, Carbet. Station sponsor. Every day's a good day. Stop wishing. sponsor. Repower your boat with reliability and power with the next generation of Mercury four-stroke outboards now in stock at Motor Marine. With unbeatable savings, nobody makes a wider range of more reliable, powerful and efficient outboards than Mercury. Backed by decades of innovation, Mercury outboards are built to go the distance and Mercury's non-declining warranty gives you ultimate peace of mind. See the range and grab an unbeatable Mercury deal now at Motor Marine, Bayswater Road, Townsville. Station sponsor. All my friends don't go fishing. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Good morning and welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show. It is indeed our special, our Barris special, and we're talking all things of that piscatorial awesome bloody fish, Leite's Calcarava, which is uh, fish with big scales, I think is a... Aboriginal terminology and water fish. You're oh, absolutely. Oh, I've lost sleep over them, gained sleep, <laughs> done everything with them. I don't care. And so, eating. Yeah, oh yeah, I've got it real, real bad. But uh, <laughs> it's um, yeah, it, it's true. I mean, there was 
movies called Barra Fever, and, um, and and it is a um, it certainly is a problem. <laughs> we spend a lot of money trying to chase the stupid things. Yeah. But hey, we did get a question during the break. <clears throat> Where to fish if the creeks are running fresh and dirty? Beaches. Beaches. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Beaches or if you're in no, a boat, headlands still, as well. Uh, you'll, you'll still catch them, eh? Yeah. In the creeks. you just got to be a bit sort of, I guess, clued it, it on. It sounds silly. Current Eddie's um, drains coming in, yep. run, running fresh. It, it, That's got dirtier water coming in than the creeks is already dirty. Yep. It sounds, it sounds silly, but we spoke about it before. A little bit on air, but a little bit off air. Hmm. Use your eyes, you know. Drive around and look for that nice green water. If you're in the channel and the herbit's running, if the herbit's running, deluge is uh, the herbit's running. Seymour's probably running. If the Seymour's yep. running, deluge might be running, but it could yep. be clear. So that island north of deluge is probably where I'd be looking. Yeah. And you'll see, you'll see when the water gets right. It'll, I call it barra green. You know, it's that really nice emerald sort of. It's got about three foot visibility. It's just. Perfect, yeah, that's that, that nice. that's the stuff. But yep. obviously, you're not going to see that. Going back to the question, mm. no. But well, depending yeah. if you're driving around in Hinchinbrook, there's a chance you will find that if you drive around enough. There is same yep. as down the bay here. I know some of these creeks run, but you can go to other creeks, you know, and like. But it changes each tide too, you know. So oh, absolutely, you, you might get yeah, some yeah. nice green water at Coco one day. And then depending on whether that northerly is hammered, it yeah. might turn brown the next day. That's and right. the bites taper off with that, you know. So, but y- yeah, yeah, certainly, as you say, use your eyes, you know, like yeah. colour changes and that sort of Water stuff. Water temperature, I mean, as you spoke about yeah, before. Yeah. Um, but certainly in those creeks, you can still do it. Yeah, oh, there's, 100%. There's, yeah. You know, there, there's still going to be fish there. And and the other thing is, too. But beaches and the headlands is going to be Fresh better. sits on top. So you depending That's on right. how much they've had, it might be enough to dirty it. <laughs> But if you you know you are on your sounder, you will still find them schooling up, depending on what stage of the year they're at as well. Whether yeah, we've had a, yeah. a, a you know, late in the season with a bit of early wet, they'll be at a different area. To, you know, they'll be down the mouths and stuff like that. Yeah, well, it depends whether they've spawned. As exactly. Well. Yeah. So, but they're likely to spawn two or three times every season. But yeah, and then yeah, we've got pretty good data. So we done a, a, a um, bit with an American scientist with um, JCU oh, over the last couple of years. And she was basically identifying the origins of fish that were submitted to her less than 300 mil long. And um, what she was able to ascertain was that there was naturally bred barramundi available every month of the year. So yeah, right. she, was, she collected samples of 200 mil long fish every month. Yep. She, was, she was able to get people hand her fish. So that shows that they were, we, there was successful spawning nearly year round. Well, going back years ago, Eddie Riddle and I were down, you know, we'd when we found those big fish down the down the harbour, you know? Yep. Down, well, along the rock walls trolling. Yep. Um, that was July, freezing cold. Yep. Those fish were rode up. Yeah. You know? Yep, when the salinity level's right. Did yeah. you see um, Did you see that footage uh, maybe during the week or last week of those barras breeding out off cans? No. It's pretty impressive footage. So there was someone out luring, might have even been an island actually, like they weren't luring for barras. It was really clear really clear water and there was a, a, a metre long yellow tail and then about five males spawning with her right in the clear shallows you could see it very yeah, very right. clear it was amazing to see yeah and um you're talking like island trout sort of country you know like it was crystal yeah, okay. green yeah, clear. 
Um, it was somewhere, it might have even been off the coastal headland, you know, up further near Port. Yep, yep. Um, but it was clear as a bell, you know, it had like yellow tail, like, you know, a yeah, bright okay. yellow tail, metre long, and then five probably 50 to 60 centimetre males. Yeah, there. okay. And, um, but clear as a bell, you could you could see it all happening there, yeah. It happens a lot at Dunk Island, I can tell you that much. Yeah, there you go, yep. yeah. Same, yep, same thing. Yep. So, yeah, it was... Big concentrations of fish there. Yep, yep. So, yeah, no, you can certainly do that, you know. And, like, each system, people got to understand each system's different too. Like I spoke about specifically at Hinchinbrook or or down the bay, certain creeks and rivers, if you start to learn them, you'll know what sort of headwaters they have and and how much rain might be coming through those systems. Yeah, Because that can just... That can make a call on a day that you're going to go and fish a system, but you had a bit of rain overnight. You might change that to a smaller system that doesn't have a lagoon at the head of it, and you well, know. What difference between crocky and alligator, for uh, instance? Exactly, you know? yeah, hundred percent. Alligator is going to be cleaner in a big flood. Yep. You go sideways once more, and you've got the other three or four small systems down there that generally yep. run cleaner again. That's right. Um, depending on what time of year it is. So yeah, and and northerlies. Uh, the other thing is wind. So. You know, we, we talk about that clear water, but you, you've got potentially, if you've got northerlies over against the Cape's going to be clearer than if you come back to say, um, um, you know, the, we got Gordon there and, you know, a couple yeah, of those any other of the, little oh, ones. Anywhere, anywhere along, the, anywhere bay, along yeah. the bay there, you yeah, know, those yeah. hard northerlies just make it turn brown. That makes everything yeah. very difficult. Yeah, you and know. the boat ride home. For sure. <laughs> yeah, that's usually pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> I, I think the day I went with you was the second time I've ever been able to do 50 mile an hour coming home at like, what was it, like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. It's pretty cool, it wasn't was, it? Yeah, it was pretty... pretty that amazing. bay at 1 o'clock in the afternoon is very rarely... <laughs> it's never it's, like that. It's normally ugly. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. <laughs> but what a day that was. Oh, it was great fun. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Gee, we caught some fish. Yeah. I mean, good. you had three or four barrels within. <laughs> oh. Admittedly, it took us... An hour to, to find them, to get them going. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we had to find them first because over in that bay, there's. Oh, they were cracking them too. Yeah, but there's five or six different. We're desperate for a fish, so you got them go-tos where it'd be the mouth of crocky or the mouth yeah. of you know alligator, blah blah blah. And eventually, we found at one of these spots, and they, and they were there. And um, I think you picked up a school of nine or ten, which yeah. was the biggest school that we seen yeah, yeah. that morning, which was still that stood out like the proverbial on the on no, the side were, imaging. Beautiful um, chromies too, sixty, sixty-five. I think most of them were that day. Sixty-five. Yeah. So we got a couple of they're seventy-five fish. Oh, and they were like mirrors too. Got a you know? huge blue. Oh, it was a monster actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was um, that was. Good. I thought, you know what? I don't want barra. I'm not interested in barra. Reese can have the barra, <laughs> and I tangled with the blue salmon. First, first, uh, good team player, mate. Getting good the player. rubbish out of the way. First, yeah, yeah. yeah. I finally got, I, I finally got a barra, so I just put the rod and reel down and sat there. <laughs> he quit while you're in front. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you. idiot here puts on Facebook, taught Martin a lesson today. <laughs> I'll ping off. <laughs> I tell you, that, those spots down there are the only spots where I religiously catch big green toadfish on lures. They're thick down there, like really big ones, you know. Yeah, on, yeah. On both vibes and prawns, and yeah, right hooked on. in the mouth as well you know like it's a funny bite because as soon as it hits the water it's almost like a trevally but it, it it's a softer take it's not a not as sharp <laughs> yeah I, I, I even know the bite from a bloody green puffer fish over there i must admit i don't do it often i've caught a few no i've caught them in i've caught them in nearly every creek down there out the front there yeah. there's there's a good population of well, them well that's my mate them trolling, them. Eh, missionary oh, bay really yeah, yeah. 
to my <laughs> six inch barabates. And you get them huge ones. And that again, hooked in about. the mouth, normally on the back hook. Yeah, yeah. But and you troll them. You know, they don't look like they're nah. sort of that quick. But well, they like must I be. said, as soon as I down there, if you get it, it almost feels like a salmon bite where they they yeah, okay. with their whiskers, but it's a little bit. You, you got there's a bit more weight to it. <laughs> So, yeah. My mate, Brendan Baser, he actually specialises in toadfish. That's his ah, go-to. Yes. You, you know, like we're, we're barramundi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Brendan's um, toadfish. But, you know, each to their own. And he's good at it. <laughs> Morning, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> dig, dig. Hey, we've had another question. Um, now, uh, sometimes we get caught up talking about the likes of Loomis's and Edges and, and, and Conquests and Zillions. Entry level. Um, we, we, we uh, just for um, someone who wants a nice outfit, and but the balance is a little bit less. Spin or baitcaster? Let's do both. Okay. Well, it's going to be hard. Probably, as I said to a lot of my clients who wanted to buy their own gear in the end, I said spend as much as you can afford. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. That's, that's a good way to put it. Probably the best way I could put it. Yep. Um, whether you want to go Shimano, Daiwa, whatever. Yeah. Um, spend as much as I'd, you can afford, you now, but the rod is probably as important. Yeah. Would you still like for, on the budget an ugly stick, which was the go-to? No, no. no not no more. But you can. Samaki have got some great oh, gear absolutely. out there. Absolutely, yeah, there's 130, 140 dollars for a baitcaster, mate. Yeah. You can't. 150 dollars is, yeah. is buying you yeah. a very for a rod. Them yeah. things are bloody good. That that is probably one of the best value money. Rods the, um, on the market. Yep. Uh, I know. The blanks are beautiful. The Absolutely. blanks feel just like using the... I've got one myself. Oh, nearly yeah, every brand does a cheaper range of rods now that is they quite do. high quality. It yep. doesn't matter whether it's <coughs> Samaki, whether it's Abu, whether it's Dobbins. Daiwa, Dobbins. They all do a nice entry-level rod. That's yep. starting to get that brands I've never heard of. <laughs> they, they just weren't around 10, 15 years ago. They weren't, ago. mate. You know, no. you just, there was you, only you, a couple. Your entry-level started at $450. That's right. Know? That's that's where your entry level started. Now they're $130 and you've got yep. you've got a great rod. Yeah, they are. Um, but look after them, mate. Yeah. Being graphite, yep. you treat them wrong, they're going to break. Yeah, they pe- will indeed. Yeah, and that's exactly know? right. It's not just about high sticking. It's about, no, about everything. generalisation. Touching them on the side of the boat, whatever. Knocking yep. them, leaving them, you know, dropping them and letting them fall against your tailgate, you know, you bruise that spot yep. on the rod. They'll know? break. Yeah, oh, they yeah. will. And, they, and they, they go quite loudly too. Oh, yes. Good. <laughs> it's a feeling that you never get used to. No, you don't. Put it down. <laughs> Carry on. Pick up the next There's, one. There's um, normally expletives oh, involved yeah. as well. Yeah. Especially when you like. <laughs> and it's your favourite one. I've got a bad tendency because I get lazy when I've got a snag and I stick the rod and rod tip down in the water in the timber and oh, no. shake it off. I got the. I, I tell. Yeah. I tell Aaron. You know, if I can't break his rods doing what I do. Yeah. Don't you know? You should be accepting bloody warranty claims because man, I hurt those things oh, yeah. <laughs> like proper. Yeah. You know, I've never, I've never ever. You know what I've had to do though? I got three tips replaced because I poke lures that much that the bloody yep. eyelet, the silicon carbide eyelets, yeah. get yep. fallen out. So, but I've never tipped a rod doing that. No, I never snapped one off. No, no. You, you know the limitations. That's it. And especially, I hate it when I pick up a lighter rod that I use because I know it's just, I can't feel that. How much it's actually bending up yeah, the water? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, I'm you know what? The big so getting back to reels for entry level. Oh, yes. yes. What's um, 
What's your pick? I, look, I think for entry level, um, we're, we're, as much as I'm a Daiwa man, I'm actually not gonna not gonna say Daiwa here. Mm. Um, at entry level, I think there's two great reels out, out on the market. I think they're so I'm not up on this now. Honestly, I mean, I've got my yeah. favourite stuff I use. Three hundred you know? and twenty nine dollars is a Corrado DC, and yep. you'll buy them on special for around. 300 something like that yeah right um mate they got the dc in them they're hardy they and got dc bean digital control yeah yep. they, they got a good drag Handy backlash Andy, basically yeah yep. you can cast them without putting your thumb on there and you'll cast it a million miles and not get a backlash yep um 10-year warranty i mean i personally i have 10-year warranty i i have zero no one in the history of fishing has ever sent back a reel at nine years and six months and no. got warranty. But you know what, regardless... But it's nice to put on a piece of paper. I have no dramas wow. buying second-hand reels because, honestly, I can chase parts out of Japan super cheap. I've, there's a number of good reel guys in town that do it as well. Yep. And I've got no dramas, you know, buying a second-hand reel. If I need a new set of gears, oh, that's fine, $35. You know, mm-hmm. parts are cheap, and I, I, to be honest, I wouldn't go through the hassle of claim and warranty on stuff if I know the part's going to be. The you know, yeah, is two just, to three just, days away. Just get it done, you know. The companies Six are months becoming, to get your reel back. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the companies are becoming a bit unfair. Like, for instance, we'll talk to Iowa for a second, and one of their great reels, a, a, a Calcutta ripoff, basically the Luna. Yep. Now, Gaz was servicing a couple through the week. Yep. Couldn't get parts for them. We're not talking a 1995 reel here. No, and We're everyone I know that knows everyone I know that knows their stuff about reels orders straight from Japan direct. Yeah, it's just easier. You get your parts within five days. Yeah, and they're cheaper. Yep. And yep. Um, the other one I was going to mention is um, the 13 reels are actually they do a very good range 13 of, of mid to low end um, bait casters there that you know that they're, they're great marketing campaign. Yep, it's, they're really good. You know what? What are those? 13, 13 fishing, yeah, one right. free fishing. Yeah, right. Um, and like uh, uh, composite frames, they've yeah. got high level drags. They've got they got the they actually the ones they don't have bearings. They've got that special. Oh, they got the, the bushes. The in bushes them. in yeah, them. Yeah, right. and it's a little like bit a, noosier, but. Smooth, smooth and um, you difference know, between an Abu's five thousand oh and a five thousand C mate. Yeah, no bearings in the five thousand couldn't kill them. Yep. Yeah, yep, five thousand C. And these no. things, honestly, I mean, I've got one and I've casted it a bit, and you can send them like every bit as good as my high end yeah. Iowa steers, yeah, right, you eh? know. Um, and, and they do a range from you know that sort of hundred and fifty, hundred ninety nine dollar up to that sort of four hundred dollar range. Mm. So they do have a, but I think hands down, if you could afford the the Corrado DC in this day and age, mm. that'd be the sort of. So we're looking for f- at four hundred and fifty bucks. For a combo, yeah, 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 yeah. plus line. Plus most line. of your most of your tackle shops are going to put line on it for nothing for you. Twenty pound eight, or yeah, or thirty bucks or yeah. something, something, yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, going back to the thirding fishing is um, they're, they're very pleasing to the eye. They're, yeah, they're one of the bright first colours. They're um, pinks and reds and they're yellows. They're light and too. They're quite light reel because yeah. they're a composite body. They're, they're, yeah, right. They are quite a light reel. Yeah, I think where um, like Daiwa brought out a, a yellow pixie. Bright, full bright yellow. Everyone wanted that reel, and they come out as a limited edition mm. reel. And it's one of the most popular reels on the market. And I just wonder, well, they should because it looked good, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's not, you know, we yeah. get caught up in that show pony thing, as I said before. Yeah. But it looks. If you good. look at all the stuff I've got, I, I mean, I might have some really nice gear, yeah. but they're just they're just tools to me. I, I, yeah, I'll have all these custom rods, and they're really nice, and and uh, you know. Nothing special on them though. They're just a trim black wrap 
Yeah. You know, like I just. Yep. I, I, the main thing is I want. But fancy butt have, wraps don't catch fish. I, I want them all to have recoils. I want them all to have carbon grips, and I want them all to be the same handle lengths. And you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yep. So when I pick them up. Well, the only thing different is the blank, and I know what that blank is going to do for me. So if I want to cast yep. a vibe or a surface lure, I'll put a six 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 on. That's quite a sh- six six foot six. Yep. Stiffer power rating six. You know I've yep. got that extra yep. fast taper, bit stiffer rod. If I want to go a seven oh five, it's seven foot power rating five. I've got that softer tip, so it's perfect for the shallows at Hinchinbrook. Yeah. So for me, they're all built the same. There's nothing fancy about them. They just look basic. But that's what I want, you know. And, you know, I've got two or three steezers, which are really, really nice to use. But they're also, you know, they're $600 reels. So, you know, I've got those. I've got zillions. And I've still got a swag of the original zillions, the old school 100 SHs or J-Dreams. Or which are super popular. They're super sought after as well. You put one of them SHs they got good on. drags. they got good line capacity. They Yes, they had paint issues, but they never really corroded, you know. They, they no. just, they were, they were good. Brett Ruck was saying, um, Ruckus was saying yep. that um, the Shimano Rarium spins. Oh, cool, Which there is you a go. bloody good one. Uh, he's had his for nine years. Well, I don't play much in the spin realm of like no. i've got two spin rods right i've got one heavier excluding me me offshore stuff i've yep. got a 733 which i've got a certate a new model certate on yeah and i've got a 736 which i've got also a new model certate on but i don't and, and even then i don't use them all that often so no. yeah that's probably a good you know pick ruckus knows his stuff and that yeah, yeah that'll be a great reel there the um, reel, so. yeah and uh he's saying that the bale spring was the only thing he's had to replace on their comment after, yeah after nine years so yep that's pretty cool yeah and he does a like his fishing would um they're quite a light reel too from memory i, I the think rarium. Yeah, yeah i'm pretty sure they're made from that um whatever their composite material zi or whatever it is called yep. i'm not 100 percent sure but look yeah. shimano got it right when they brought out their range of um you know from the saharas all the way up to the stellas they they got such a good series there and the sahara starting at like 90 dollars yep. and they got a, and a price range for yeah. every budget you know they do and and is good gear and yeah, i know, you know yeah See, i never of... used i never used high-end spin reels in my operation no you know i know i was um, using those bloody um sedonas yep. sedonas nothing wrong same, with that same. yeah but did, did you want to put a stellar in the hands of a no no, nope. but, but that's yeah. where I think I was sort of missed it a little bit. They, yeah. their cheaper reels, they just didn't last the distance. They no. weren't getting, you know, they tried to go into that entry level, and for some reason they had uh, some had poor design, some had parts that wore out prematurely. There was they just they didn't nail that low to mm. mid end market. They yep. really didn't, you know. They they put a lot of R and D into their really high end stuff. And then yep. I felt they missed the point a little bit with that lower end stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. and Shimano has always had that that sort of part of the market there. Yep. Boys, see, I'm using I'm using a St Croix two piece. Yep. Yep. Um, there's a there's a point because back and I had that mindset that two pieces. You, you, it's not a good blank. It's not no. true, is it? It's no. crap. That's Absolutely a really really not. crap. These days, yeah. No. Yeah. And mate. I don't use anything else. Yeah, yep. that rod I use up the beaches all the Beautiful. time. Beautiful. Yep. Um, and a four thousand stratic. Yep. Yep. See, and a three thousand stratic. Yep. That's with twenty. The stratics with thirty. Less than three hundred dollars. Exactly. Yeah. They're silky, silky, and, silky. And the smooth. thing is, they'll Brilliant. be like that for years and years. That's you know? right. And that's yeah. like I said, you know, if you bail arm bearings, bail arm roller bearings, it's the only. That's about it. What, with them. what brand doesn't have that issue? Yeah. <laughs> and no matter how it's much you spray them and all. 
Yeah. <laughs> and it it's happens. an annoying noise when it goes. Oh, and oh, that's, you, I can't fish with them. Oh, no. And to the point where I'm Apart like, from your mate who continues to use it. Yeah. Well, we're to the point where I'm like, you know, there's 10 other rods in there you can use. Like, just feel free, you know, yeah, help yourself. Just, just take what you want. Yeah, can you put that one down? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh that's all I enough. use, you know. Yeah. And then and then, then it comes good. <laughs> Oh, oh, it's fixed. Oh, it's fixed. Good. Put it down. Put it down. First bit of drag pressure over, it starts up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, boys, that was a great segment. We've got to keep knocking over our ad breaks. Guys, we'll be back soon. Uh, Play a bit of cool music for us. We'll be back not too far away. Yeah, it's funny.
race in and power away with a new Yamaha outboard from Rising Sun Marine, home of Australia's most trusted marine brands. With Yamaha Motor Finance and Insurance, hitting the water in your dream boat couldn't be easier. Visit the team at Rising Sun Marine today. Come and get it. Rising Sun Marine. Station sponsor. Is your ute wearing protection? Speedliner is the world's toughest spray-on liner, providing strength and reliability for a wide range of applications. Speedline this, speedline that. Extend the life of your ute tray with Speedliner. Available now at Cool Cars and Customs. Station sponsor. With the COVID-19 lockdowns coming to an end, it's time to book your escape to Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Lucinda Fishing Lodge is North Queensland's best-kept secret and only a short drive from Townsville. Take your family... Take your mates and take your boat with unlimited kilometres of the Hinchinbrook Channel to explore or just a short trip to the Great Barrier Reef. The time to book is now. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, what a great escape. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, station sponsor. Looking for the toughest products in town? Tackle World Townsville has the ultimate. Introducing Yeti, the toughest ice box around. So tough they are grizzly bear proof and hold ice for days. And the Yeti drinkware, it's the best on the market. See it now. Sponsor. Here's another disaster ready tip brought to you by Townsville City Council. Make sure everyone in your household is prepared for an emergency. Prepare an emergency kit and keep it in a safe and accessible place. Review and practice your emergency plan regularly. Make sure you have a fully stocked first aid kit in your emergency kit. Tune in to weather warnings. Be disaster ready. Visit disaster.townsville.qld.gov.au for more information. Station sponsor. All my friends don't go fishing. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, and good morning and welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show. It is our Barra special. We're tearing along beautifully. We're just having a little bit of a chat off air in regards to surface fishing. Surface fishing, no, it's not a new phenomenon. It has been around forever. Yes, frogs has hit a popularity high never seen before. Never seen um, frogs in the salt water for some reason. But, anyway. but they bloody work. They work. Oh, my Lord. Uh, no good for your heart. Because um, <laughs> when you get a Barra or a Jack Buff one of these things close to you or even 20 metres away, it scares the crap out of you. But what an exciting way to fish. Now, back in your day, um, I shouldn't put it that way. I'll make you sound as though you're prehistoric. But anyway, shitloads of years ago oh, when yeah. you were fishing, <laughs> just though. <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> Mate, um, the, the walk the dog style lures. There, there, there was nothing huge. It was a bit... No one was really tapped into it until you sort of stumbled across them. Um, yeah, tell us the story. I was just talking to Reese about it, actually. I was yeah. just asking him what's his favourite sort of surface lure for barrels. We're just talking about these poppers here in front of us, which remain nameless. Um, and you can't get them anyway. You can't get so them anyway, so yeah, it doesn't matter. Who produces them? Trollcraft. <laughs> there we go. The old producer Trollcraft. Yeah, Trollcraft Pelagic Popper. Used to be the classic $5 bin at, uh, at um, Pete's at, over at Loundy's on Boundary Street. Yeah. Number five, one ounce. And you've even got them there in the packet. Mate, had them for donkey's years. Used to buy them by the carton off Peter Hazard. I was just saying to Reese, used to ring, I've rung Peter Hazard from, from Sasha when I was up there. I said, have you got a carton of them, <laughs> mate? And he said, I got two. I said, get them on a plane today. I now, need them. I need them. Now, what was it yeah. about? It's, so obviously, they've got a deep cup, 
So that's a blooping popper. So yep. bloop. Yep. So and it's, it's were, not a continuous yeah, walk thing. You can just thing. work them for everything. You can chuck them for queenies. they got good We used to use them mainly for queenies. Yeah. We used them for barrows too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Reese asked me if I had any, and I found I went digging through the shed, and I found I don't know how many's here. Hundred and eight. No. Three, four, six, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine. That'll do me for a few years. I'll tell him I'd kept one for myself. <laughs> and, well, that's um, a bit greedy. And you know they came and they do like these ones here. They yeah. got uh, VMC number twos on them. Yep. In six X. Six X. Yep. Very split, very four, eight, underrated. Rings. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Five bucks each. They I think surface. And Trollcraft was also the uh, same company as Producer. Yeah. yeah. Producer lures. Surface, so. lures. surface fishing in general, you know. I mean, I know it's not very – like plenty of people will fish surface, but it takes a fair bit for them to think, oh, they're feeding on surface. I've got surface lure tied on all the time. We don't cast it all the time. No. But no. when the situation arises for that 10 minutes, when you, when you think you're going to get a bite on surface, generally you get a bite on surface. That's why it's a good idea to have a few set up, like they do, like we do in the tournaments. If yeah. they're feeding on – if barrows are feeding on jelly prawns, eh, poppers are – Go to what I've mm. what I've noticed you is know? sometimes as much as they can give themselves away feeding on surface, the best sessions I've had on surface are when they're not giving themselves away. They're tuned yep. into surface, but they're not necessarily yep, eating exactly right until you put it in front of them, <coughs> and then all of a sudden they're on you. And it'll get them going. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. And you're saying, Reese, about those um, those uh, your surface lures, your sammies. Yeah, they were. Yeah, I used them many years ago. I had some French people out with me off oh, two weeks every year. They'd come out, and they were their go-to surface lure. Yep. And I thought, these are good things, you know, and you can make them look like a pop yeah. oh, They'll yeah. swim under the water and, and pop bloop, back up. Yeah, yep. You do lots of things with them. It's an amazing thing, isn't it? <coughs> yeah. So you'd a, actually want them every now and again to pop under the water, exactly the same as a pop-up. Well, and this, like is where, <coughs> this is where it comes. Yeah, I'm pretty pedantic about what leaders I use. So if you, if you run fluorocarbon on that, that will do that. If you stop it, because the fluorocarbon will naturally pull the nose under. Yep. Yep. Where people, I'm very pedantic. So when I'm fishing surface, generally, unless I want that action, I will fish a nylon because or a mono line because it floats. Yeah. So it doesn't hinder the action of the surface lure. Yeah. Right. Unless I want it to, and I'm the same on sinking lures. So if I want a sinking lure, um, a, a gulp, for example, or a prawn that I'm, you, I, I religiously use very light weights, so one eighth, one six maximum. Mm. I'm looking for that extra sink rate of that fluorocarbon just to help me feel that bottom contact. You know, I don't yeah, want right it being held up any more than it has to be, or, or you know, an encoder without a ball sinker or something like that. You're just trying to get it. You want that natural sink rate. Um, a mono line on a um, Redick, for example, a Samaki Redick will see you on a on a hard retrieve down and a suspending retrieve on a mono. We'll see that lure get to six to eight feet uh, on a on a rip down, slow roll, slow twitch on a fluorocarbon, that same lure will get down to that sort of 12 to 15 feet mark. Yeah, right. Eh? Because every pause you do, the leader naturally pulls it yeah, where it sinks. is or yeah. slightly down a little bit more and then it stops there. Mm. Next twitch down that and it stops. It doesn't want to float. Yeah, right. Um, but that's the, that's the difference those leaders make. You know, as I said, you're getting six to eight fish or six to eight foot with yeah, one yep. and then 12 to 15 foot yeah amazing eh? yeah yeah I've um, and, and same revolutionised yeah. the leaders I use actually yeah 45 pence an order <laughs> still one of the best I, I use, love it I've got three brilliant go, three go to's <laughs> never used it. buy a 300 metre spool of Schneider <laughs> for half the price of some of this 40, 45 Schneider 55 Schneider yep 
and I, I I do use fluoros. I have three fluoros, 40, 50, and 60, and that's it. Yeah. Does anyone use Jinko anymore? No, nah, it's terrible. It was made. It was never made for for barrowfish. It was no, made for so it soft. was made for billfish. Yeah. Black magic's not far off unless you buy the hard trays <laughs> too. Yeah, chew. I can. I can. I, I've hooked hundred. That black magic salt, the subtle trace. While it feels nice, mm. I've, I've I've lost eighty centimeter fish on the strike. Yeah, it just is soft. It just too soft. It's hey. Just soft. Yeah, that's a, the Samaki new leader. Is, I yeah, love it. it's great. Hard, we got some in the show bag yes, for the tournament did, the, last year. Hard love stuff. it. Yeah, kicks so. butt. So, uh, but, but yeah, Schneider. Yeah, forty-five and fifty found. They're my they're my two go tos for mono leader. Yeah, and then yeah, fluoro. I I had I had a real soft <laughs> spot for the. Um, They've just remarketed it at Tackle World. It used to be the Gallus stuff, you know, the um, mm. absorber from Gallus. No. Nope. It had the, the larger diameter spools, you know, it had the opaque sort of casing yeah, on there. Yeah, I've never seen it, mate. And um, in a 50 pound, it was a nice pliable fluorocarbon. It wasn't like whippersnipper cord at that yep, stage. Yep. And it was just, it could handle big fish, but you still got plenty of bites out of it, you know, on, on a 30 pound main line and yep. 50 pound in that. Yeah, okay. Um, so that sort of, I ended up going then to 40 pound in that for my lighter spin rod or my lighter bait caster. And then if I'm having a hard time or I'm at Faust and I'm really starting getting toweled, I'll go to the 60-pound fluoro. Yeah, but okay. yeah. I hear people <laughs> talking about using 100-pound leaders in Faust. It's only, oh, well, couldn't like think I of said, anything one, worse throwing that One around. day I had, I went just to... Just feel like rope. I went to 100-pound in that Black Magic stuff. And yeah. I think second cast, or not second cast, second fish I'd hooked, I lost... Yeah. A second after the strike, it just chewed through it. It was yeah, right. It was soft. It's very yeah. like Jankai, very very soft. And people yeah. think, oh, to say from Gill, you know, Gill rake. Look, in that rare cases when Barra Gill rake you, it doesn't matter if you're using thirty pound or one hundred and fifty pound. Oh, it's going still through. Do it. I've never been. Oh, honestly, touch wood. Oh, oh, I've never <laughs> been Gill rake. Well, I hear people. Oh, I got Gill rake six times. That no, you didn't. I've been, something else is I've amiss. been chewed it's off just, plenty, but I've never been Gill rake. Haven't yeah. been chewed off at all. Oh, I go Ever, but I have on the troll a few Gil times. Rake. Yeah, yep. No, nah, mine are all just papery and cut. Yep. Just buddy, biggest problem is, and most of the time when they'd cut you off on the side of their face was for some reason after the moon, just after the moon. Must have been doing the way crazy stuff. Was that where they were? Where they Out on the outside of the face, no, maybe. No, no. No, they do that stupid bite where you. Where they'd eat it and be in the air straight away before you, yeah. and then yeah. and then they're running away from you, <clears throat> and then they go left or right and just go stupid, yeah, yeah. and cut you off. The only time I get nervous is when I can't see the lure when it's engulfed it. When yeah. the lure is down its guts, the amount of time they've spat oh, it. You've got to back off then, and yeah, yeah. Once, you, like, once you know it's there, it's like oh, nothing, we might just take it a little bit easier. Nothing yeah. in there that can really, you yeah. know, not like the corner of its face or I, something. In the in the May comp <laughs> last year on day one, you know, <laughs> where we. I hooked about and oh, we landed. It was like eighty three or eighty five or something, mm. and like I hooked it a fair way out the back of the boat, and it's done a proper six foot one of those yeah, ones. You know, yeah. it's it, my line was going up. You know, yeah, it was past right, ninety eh? degrees. It was in the end. I'm Love like, it. I'm thinking, oh great. I felt sick the whole flight yeah. <laughs> trying to get this in the comp. I was like, oh. And finally, when it got in the net, it was the biggest sigh of relief I've ever. Yeah, I, I just, reckon. I said to Adam halfway through, you know, he's he's come up. He's done a. He's turned on himself. He's I've backed the drag off by this stage. Yeah. My drag is purely thumb pressure. It, it's now. a really it's, important thing too, in it. You've oh, got to yeah. back that drag off. And I said to Adam, you. not I have like, to, but you just, oh. do you just get the feeling where you go, no, nah, 
I've got to back it off. Oh, you, you know when there'd been a pain in the backside of the boat? That's when I was starting to feel sick at that stage. Yeah, yeah. I was like, just, just, and then all, you, you're just waiting for the doink. And then just, yeah, you know, yeah. The, the old bend to, yeah, to never, disappear. Never got them chewed off hardly at all. I, don't, I can't no, honestly I, remember one. I, yeah. I'd go pretty but hard on Snyder, fish. Not, yeah. Same here. You had to where we were, like, yeah. say, in the Archer River. Yeah. You're fishing current and big, big yeah. trees and... You know, and yeah, you have to pull hard on them. Yeah, yep. and um, but using big lures too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're not getting it down all that much. Flats rats, oh, you'd get yeah. them, eat them, and never really had any. The, the ones that they're I still tell a kick-ass lure, aren't the, they? Everyone's got to have some flat rats in the tank, but yeah, they, you hardly ever hear anyone use them. Like fifteen I think years a lot ago, of boys are using plastics yeah, more now because yeah. they're weed guarded. You know, yeah, weedless. I don't fish them at all. No. 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 I still fish my fair share of hard bodies, but I don't fish um, <laughs> flatsies. To me... You got anything that walks around timber like, like the flats, right? <sighs> I don't, see, I don't fish much timber. Gary loves the uh, the uh, squirrels. So if I'm fishing the... He I, hates them. I, I love the if squirrel. If I'm fishing he hates timber them. up north, for example, like the yeah, cardboard flats... You'd be fishing. I just fish Dakotas, gulps. Yeah. I fish yeah. soft plastic paddle tails. I... Oh, we do fish a couple of hard bodies up there, but to be honest, I'd probably chuck one of these for an 80 yeah, on the off right. chance of, you know, I'd rather hook something like that and just get our bag of whatever else is there on the, the soft plastics and yeah, keep right. going. I fish me, I fish a lot of hard bodies still, but I'm talking about where I've been chewed off, it's the angriest class of fish. It's that 91 to 95 centimetre size. They just are... Yeah, when they become a real oh, one. They just... They start to get a bit of weight about them, and they're angry. You know, they're the ones yep. that race out of the pack to eat first, and 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 they're the ones that you double thumb lock trying to stop them from yeah, stitching. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. they're the ones where I've been chewed off on say 50 pound, and I've proper locked it trying to, yeah, right to stop them. The big girls will generally want to. They they're different. They won't hit and go. They they hit, and then you feel yeah, them you shake, and then they they, they start just, to do their they thing. They just sort of give the big slurp in, and it. They one head shake, shake and yep. then they're doing their then thing. It's like, yeah. yeah, that's a proper one. Yeah, and then but those little ninety, those nineties <laughs> are the most aggro, aggressive, stitch up, jump higher than anything else. They yeah, do yeah. a lot, you know. Yeah, it's pretty special on the tape visually seeing a ninety plus fish eat your lure. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's spectacular, and that's you know where, where the harbour's given me yeah. so much joy. Eighty percent of my barra fishing now in the harbour is sight fishing. Yeah, you pick your barra. Yep. That's the one. Boom. And you just you slow roll yep. past his head. You see him light up. They're like a marlin. You <laughs> see him, they go, Doop, and they prick up, and yep. then and then they, they're onto it. And they are stealthy. Yeah. Because when they first turn, they turn real slow. Yeah. And then when they're in line, boom. Yeah. And it's spectacular. Oh, love it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's insane. But um, And you get that sort of, uh, you sight fish in, in the channel as well. Yeah, definitely. So much. Mate, mind you, them days where you, you know, where, where you see a hundred of them on the flats? Yeah. I hate them days. They won't bloody eat. <laughs> you got to fish different areas. Where, whereas you see one or two, and that one or two, they'll, they'll know you. Yeah. So, spectacular. So, the you know thing- what is missing from the channel these days? And look, this might be just me. But I remember like fishing with Millsy and Scooza 30 years ago and you'd come across a snag and you'd get 15 rats off it, them 45 to 55s. It was loaded. Them, them snags seem to be yeah, gone now. Uh, it's not that sort of fishing twos no and more. trees is the best I'll get now. Yeah. But, but, but Jester, you would have seen all that, no, catching the 
ton like of rats off the timber. Yeah, yeah, but they're, they're, it just the doesn't best, happen no more. The best places I've found know. for that. Well, well, you I look at got no answer for it, mate. No, you, you look at how many sticks are left in the water after a, uh, on a half tide out. There's not that many sticks in the water no. at Ancient Brook. So no. concentrate on the rivers that do have a few bits of timber in them, and you do tend to still You'll get those numbers of rats. The Seymour, for yeah. example, yeah. you know, like yeah. up. But you got sandbars and rock bars to get through to get to those arms where you've got a bit of decent timber, yep. you know. Yep. Um, and I just don't think people go up there because it's just treacherous. It's Too terrible. Hard to get yeah, to. I I scare myself every time I drive up there because I'm looking at bloody sand waves and crab holes going past me at mm. 60 mile an hour. I'm a big fan of Sunday Sunday Creek. I reckon yeah, it's, cool. it's, it's always got a good rock creek, bars actually. and yeah, it's always a good creek. holds a few big gators for the uh, for the voyeurs. Uh, they've always been there, but yeah. again, with um, with Sunday, this is you know another thing that people just thank you, Gary. Don't they just don't think or look at this sort of stuff, in my opinion. But so Sunday will fill from both both one and two. Yep, and depending on the wind, your collision points for those currents can start at one or Could finish be anywhere. at two. And that's where your that's where your barras are. Mm. Could be anywhere. You know, that's that, that's what I'm always chasing. Are those where that water's meeting that other current? And that and it could yep. be right yep. around the back, right in the middle of it. Could be on the, the could northern be bank of second Sunday. Could be on the tide. on the first bank of first Sunday. Yep. But those little things. <clears throat> we had one comp. We were up there. We we on day one. We had a it was say 1.1 meter tide on day one, and we went to second Sunday, I think, and we. We upgraded, I think, two fish from 60 to 75. They were good upgrades, yeah, okay. right? So day two, we got a 0.9. And, and we hit a bag on day two by 10 a.m. We were looking for upgrades. So we're like, yeah, we're going to go there. We're going to get there early. And we're going to just filter through these fish until we can get <laughs> good fit. Yeah, they were, they were good 75s there the day before. We got two of them. There's at least another one or two. We got there, so it was a point. So it went from 1.1 to yeah, 0.9. 0.9, yeah. We, okay. all, we so also... 200 mil difference. Yep, lower. We also got there 15 minutes earlier than the bottom of the tide. Yeah. And the wind, I reckon, picked up was another 10 knots from the east-northeast from the day before. So it was coming straight down the channel from the yep. southern end. Yep, yep. The water was, I reckon, 200 mil higher than the day before because the wind held it in there. Yeah. And um, it, it just never got low enough then to form the, current, the dirty water line we needed. And that whole bank was gone. It was, we didn't get a bite off there, and but we were good enough to make the decision to say it's not going to get right. We're here now; it should be lower than this. Yep. Yes. It's, it's, it's not going to drop out in the next half an hour like it's <coughs> supposed to. To over, we're talking now. We were chasing 400 mil because it was 200 mil higher than what it was. Yeah, it's not going to happen, mate. It's not going to happen. So we we bailed and and we did, and we went and got fish. So we were we were happy with that decision. But they're the sorts of things you got to be aware of. It was great the afternoon before there was bullfin. We caught two good upgrades. Why weren't they going to be there the day after? Yeah, different it's conditions, different. that's right. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, right. All different. Hey, boys, uh, I'll just go back for a second. I've just got a message here from Ryan Tully. And Ryan's um, spot on with what he says here. Uh, this is in regards to um, the, the fishing combos. You were saying the Shimano 6DC combo, uh, $239 for the combo. Oh, so yeah. basically you're buying the reel, getting the rod for free, a typical Perfect. tackle world or a yeah. BCF sort of things that they do. And um, they, they kick butt. Them, um, them SLXs, so that's a good point yep, there. 100%. So. I think they're a nice light reel too, I'm pretty sure. they got the uh, like a composite body of some sort, you know. They're, yeah. they're quite a light reel. Like, you know, mm. each brand, I forget, I don't even know what they call them these days, but yeah. they've got their own uh, patent sort of um, yep. composite body and they they do make a nice light reel that's not um, 
fatiguing in the hand, you know? No. It sort of all adds up at the end of the day. And look, that's where Abu also is now ki- kicking some butt. Yeah. Abu's come back into the game now, like their, their Revo range, yeah, Premiers or Beasts yep. or whatever. Um, people uh, have that mindset of Abu 65 Ambassador, which yep. sold, that, that will keep Abu Garcia rich for the next thousand yep. years. And so it should. What a reel. But. Um, so, so with today's technology, people forgot that Abu is yeah. now doing some really, really, really good stuff. Huge in the states in so, the mass market, you and know, their, their yeah. range of Veritas rods and everything. Oh, like I said, that was coming back to that hundred and twenty mm. to two hundred dollar mm. range. They make a fantastic range of rods in those Veritas. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. No, no, that's bloody a really, really good thing. Yeah. So, um, fellas, we're, we're talking about that before. Where is? We've got, let, let's say at the moment, so the Herbert's running. Yep. Um, and at the peak where, the, and I don't think we've seen anywhere near the rain that we're going to get yet. No. I think there's a lot more coming. I hope so. Me too. We need it. Um, so it, in that situation, the Herbert, traditionally, when it spills out, does it flow towards? South. It goes south. Yeah. So it, it spews into the whole channel. Yeah, uh, well, south of the Herbert. Run. Yeah. So it, it spews into the channel, runs past oh, the bluff. Right, and then heads south. And then heads, heads south, mm-hmm. and then it'll push around the island and head north. So if you're looking for cleaning, cleaner water, you go past, past the bluff. Past the Herbert, yeah. Yep. So you've got catchments on the Herbert. Yep. You've got catchments on Sunday. Yep. You've got catchments on the Seymour. Yep. And Con might get to some headwaters, maybe. No, no it's pretty dry. No. No. That's pretty well lit on that sort of side. You haven't got too yeah, much. Yeah, then you've got... Deluge? <clears throat> oh, Deluge is aptly named. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It does rain a lot there. Yeah. Um, but, but, I mean, it runs clean. Yeah, it, it, it that's doesn't run dirty. It, it doesn't runs run out dirty. Of, it yeah. runs out of rainforest, mate, and yeah. rock and sand. Yeah. It yep. run out of mud and no. cane So is that a place you'll concentrate on? No. No. I've no. not really caught that much up there, to be honest. Out, out of the I Deluge? Have, but... Yeah, certain times again, more around the mouth. Johnny on the spot. Yeah, oh, uh, up, up the. I know a couple right of boys like there chasing jacks up that right arm. Yeah, yeah. get a few jacks there. Well, what's up. the fondest memory? Like the place that gave you the most success in your guiding days? Let let the cat out of the bag, Jesto. Talk to me between Roundhill Creek and and Cardwell. Between Roundhill Creek, which is treacherous, you've got to know your tides. That's where he spent two days at the fly comp. I certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> and how'd you go? Caught him. Bloody gave, bloody gave a lot of these young blokes hell of a fright. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't been there for five let's, years. <laughs> let's touch let's touch on the wand for Dave, a little bit. Dave Bradley and myself. Yeah, it was great. Pair of old pirates. That's great fun. <laughs> it was good See me fun. out there burning octane. <laughs> yeah. And we as as we said. Yeah, they can take off at 60 knots from less in the rain. We'll just drive to Fisher's Creek and start fishing yeah. half hour later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 100%. And um, you've uh, done all right. We'll get a coffee good. on the way. What do you reckon, Yeah. Dave? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little lines, lines in at 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. I think we started fishing at quarter past eight. Beautiful. <clears throat> and then... Um, I wasn't complaining. How much fuel did you use? Nah, I'm pretty good on juice, mate, <coughs> to be honest with you. I cruise mostly at 45 to 50 mile an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, a full day up the channel for me, and I'm talking, we that's a, we do a fair bit of driving. Yep. 60 litres would pull me up for the yeah, day. Yeah, right. So it's not terrible. It can be worse. five times more fuel than we did. It can. <laughs> it, yeah, I've done probably 10 times more driving too. <laughs> yeah, we choose two litres starting the thing up. 
But um, no, it was see sixty liters for a day. Some of the boys push a hundred a day, and that's uh, that for me is a fair. Yeah, that's a lot of fuel. That's a lot, you know. But sixty for the amount of kilometers I do is pretty good value. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. And there's a rush involved that, with it too. At that speed. Yeah. Yeah. No, that'd be Yeah, no, that's not too bad. It, it's not too bad, you know. I, I, I don't hold back. If I want to go somewhere I just go. But I do yeah. I do tend to limit myself to um, that sort of forty five, fifty mile an hour. Yeah, right. And that I think at forty five or around that forty five, forty eight mile an hour, my fuel usage is around thirty six litres an hour. Yeah, right. Eh? Which is which is pretty good. So you've only done two hours of running. Tops, absolute yeah. tops, you know. I've covered a lot Just of distance in that two hours. That's at 45 mile an hour. Mm. All right, boys, yeah. next question. Um, catching plenty of 50s and 60s, as we do on the flats and in the structure, but I want to catch bigger fish. What do I do to catch the bigger fish? Uh, you got two options. You can start to hunt those fish that sort of travel off the flats. So they'll start to move um, on current lines and dirty water lines. Or you can use your sounder and, and, and go and chase those deeper fish on the sounder. Yep. And that's where your that's, sounder comes into its own. Yeah. On them deeper fish, on them bigger fish. Yeah, but that's, would you that's concentrate pretty good, places? Pretty fair comment, yeah. Reece, eh? Yeah. You, you'll still get your big fish, but you got to be smart about, you got to start to think about where they're hanging out because they're not hanging out with the little ones on the timber. No. The, you They'll be out the off the, whole, the timber. They're out off the timber. Yeah. They're on current lines, dirty water lines, rock bars, <laughs> ledge. Yeah, not even going that deep yet. Yeah. Well, you're talking about visual stuff. Well, no, not necessarily. So, rock bars that cause current lines that go out in that sort of three, four, five foot of water, mm. that's where those bigger 80s, 90s are hanging out out there, you know? For sure. You think... Um, Off the edges of them, not right know, on top of them no, necessarily. Yeah. World, world's most renowned spot. You just look, hectate point, right? So, you've yep. got a big mud bar that rolls around there. Big fish can't live on mud, <coughs> so they're in the water. And they come in with that tide around the mud bar and then you've got a nice dirty water line where it hits the shallow part yep. and peels off towards Cardwell and that's where they feed along there on that dirty water line, you know. Yep. So that's where you sort of... You'll still see them on your sounder, mm. but it's a spot you could also work out quite visually because of the current line. You've got deep water close by, so you've got somewhere for them to trespass where they feel safe. Right. You've also got a shallow point that comes up to a sandbar where mm. bait's going to congregate because of a back eddy. He- so they'll Hectate push up, have a feed. is an amazing, amazing place. <laughs> and uh, my good mate Skiff, morning, morning Skiffy. I have the best time when I fish with Dean Skiffaletti. Um, we're not doing the tournament this year together we're having a rest I'm, I'm i'm done i'm having a break from from the whole scene but um he went with a guide and they concentrated we're talking because off that point there we're in 30 40 foot of yeah. water all on the mutts on yep. the shallow diving mutts yep. and so the barrows and big barrows they're catching so don't Feel as though because then barrows out there are, are surface feeding as well. The, the, you need that coming, dirty water. There's no coming up to a, They're coming up to a feed zone. Yeah, you know they've got water they can traverse in, which is the deep water. Yeah, they've got colour, which is your mud bar putting a colour line there. Yeah, and you've got somewhere where the bait's going to get pushed up against a, 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 yeah. a, a sandbar and a mud bank in a corner, like. Yeah. You yep. can't ask with for a current eddy put into it just for the good in. measure. Yeah. So don't just put on a crazy deep. No. Because these things are feeding up on the surface. <laughs> Unfortunately, nowadays, to get a metre barrel in, it's almost potluck, almost. Because once upon a time, we, on the side imaging, we would see 30 barrows. Now we see eight bull sharks in one barrel. Yeah. It's out of control. They still yeah, go there. See, I never, I'd never ever seen that in my guiding career. Yeah. No, 
Never. No. How, how many barrows did you lose to bullies? None. None. Whereas now? Zero. First time I've ever seen it was Weeper about five years ago. Yeah. And I thought, what's this all about? Mm. <laughs> well, I'd never yeah. lost a barrow. In, in two feet of water. Yeah, yeah it's cool. ridiculous. Never lost a barrow in the harbour in 30 <laughs> years. In the last three years, lost six or seven now to, to sharks. Yeah, right. So, and big ones. You're too. talking about Hackett Point. Yeah. Al Rogers, one of my long-time fly fishing clients here, was um, with the Sydney Fly Fishers. Mm. At Hackett Point there, that's uh, the biggest barrow I ever caught for a client. Yep. Guiding. Yeah. It's 131. Yep. See, that's a monster. Unreal. That's yeah. a big fish on. That is a big, big, big fish. Big on, fish on 20-pound tippet. Yeah, yeah. Bloody big fish. Off on the edge. Tippet, tippet on fly. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yep, so he's yeah. up, on the, up on the edge there where we were talking about yeah. feeding. Yeah, yeah, yep, 100%. See, and if he was... He just let one go oh, in the 90s yep. and thought that was pretty cool. We'd been out to Gould Island chasing yep. all sorts of stuff yep. for the day. He used to fish for a week, you know, yeah. every time. Yeah. We'd been out there and we'd caught mackerels and... Everything big else. Big, massive diamond trevally, the other side of Gould, yeah. you know, it was about three foot long. It yep. was a monster. We'd had a pretty good what day. What a fantastic I said, fish. I just said, I said to Al, I'm going to be back there. For the tide change, mate. First the push in, yeah. I want to be there. I want to catch a big fish. That, that was know? a push in? Yeah. Yeah. I said, I want to catch a big fish. Mm. This is before anyone yep. fished it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't know how to fish. But again, you've, you've identified it with your eyes. Yeah, and the no lines and the dirty water line. And yeah. you, just, you knew that's where they were going to eat. And we yeah. come back with a northeasterly. This is in the barrow punt. Come yep. back with a northeasterly. Come nice, little, <laughs> nice little calm area there. Yes, yeah, nice. The and the old... Have the old dry time. cans custom craft never got a drop in a. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't too bad if you knew how to drive them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to call it creative skippering. Same as you know. Creative same, skippering. Same, doing zigzags like, down the bay. I'm, same, same. I'm like that in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I gets there and um, yeah, you let one go in the nineties. Is is pretty happy with that. You know? Yeah, that's pretty insane. And I said, mate. well, that's. We kept one about sixty-eight. Yep. First, then he let one go in the nineties. Yep. So then went back for fun up. Now. Yeah, went back up. Come back. Anyway, he's come tight to this creature, and um, never saw it using an intermediate line. Yep. Never saw it Stayed to start deep. with, and um, well, it's still only fishing in five foot of water. Yeah. Yep. You know, up up on the lip yeah, of it, you right know? on the yeah, edge. Yeah. Right on that edge. Anyway, as a boil come up the size of this table, yeah. and I'm like. And Al's gone. He's jammed it, you know. And I'm like, "Get ready, head shake." As we were talking, yep. took off. Well, it took just off. just didn't stop, and it did not jump until we got to the boat. Yeah, you would have been shocked. Uh, not really. You knew. I knew it was a barrel. Yeah, yeah, but a but big, big fish. You yeah, know? yeah. meter thirty-one. Jesus, that's unreal. Took us about fifteen minutes. Yeah, got a got a good hundred yards of backing out. Eight weight, ten weight. Nine. Nine. Yep. Nine. Yeah. Oh, gee, that's light. Long, lot of lot of string, you know. Yeah, yeah. We got it back and we're sort of going around the current eddy and I said, I've got to do something. So we started the motor up, just got a bit of line back, you know. Yeah. And um, got it to the boat and Al was pretty sort of gobsmacked, you know. <laughs> so I've grabbed it by the bottom jaw, full stretch across the platform up the front beside him. Yeah. Got it. And he'd walk down the back of the boat so I can get the leader. I've got it, both hands full stretch in the bottom jaw, and I decided yeah, it wanted it to. There. No, I decided it wanted to jump, so I was in the in the in the drink oh. with it, <laughs> straight Not, in with it. Did you let go? No, <laughs> I put my legs around it, mate. <laughs> I wasn't letting it go. 
Oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> you were literally riding it. <laughs> oh, oh that's that is don't, worry, don't worry about that croc up there on the flat. She'll be right. Gee, there's just a big croc that lives there too. Just keep, an eye, just keep an eye on him. Hey, boys, so we got to go. We got it in. Two, two of us got it in. in wow, that's amazing. Oh, yeah, it's a big fish. Before we go to our next ad break, um, Mick from Motoko. Good morning, Mick. Obviously, because it's our Barra special today, we won't be crossing over to Mick uh, from Motoko. Uh, but he does have the 2016 Mahindra XUV500, the seven-seat wagon, $15,000, which is a brilliant price. Turbo, diesel, auto, and this one is in excellent smick condition. So uh, go and uh, talk to Mick from Motoco. That car again, the 2016 Mahindra XUV500, seven-seat wagon, $15,000. Turbo, diesel, auto, which is a fantastic car. Mick, I hope you're well this morning. Say hello, Leon, for us. Now, we're going to go to our next song in the nab break. We've been talking about uh, nostalgia and memory lane, so uh, this is probably a bit of a, a fitting song.
vibes and easy beasy. Crank it with us on the only live exclusive weekend show in town. Deadly by Dark every Friday and Saturday nights from 7 to 10 p.m. with K1G. Too deadly. Flagship destroyer boats are built for North Queensland conditions. Higher sides, wider and deeper. Built strong, built to last, built to fish. Flagship destroyer boats are only available at Townsville Marine. All powered by Yamaha Outboards with Yamaha Finance and Insurance. With models from the 435 Creek Boats to the mighty 730 Hardtop models and everything in between. There's a destroyer boat at Townsville Marine to suit your fishing. Destroyer Boats, Yamaha, Townsville Marine. Station sponsor. With the COVID-19 lockdowns coming to an end, it's time to book your escape to Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Lucinda Fishing Lodge is North Queensland's best kept secret and only a short drive from Townsville. Take your family, take your mates and take your boat. With unlimited kilometres of the Hinchinbrook Channel to explore or just a short trip to the Great Barrier Reef, the time to book is now. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, what a great escape. Listen to Fishing Lodge, station sponsor. Everything you need to keep your car driving well and looking great, you'll find it at Cheaper Auto Spares. Performance parts, tools and accessories, spare parts, and the best prices in town. Cheaper Auto Spares, locally owned and operated in the big black and yellow building, Ingham Road, Carbot. Station sponsor. If you're looking to enjoy the outdoors this summer, call ALEC. ALEC makes it easy with lithium packages to suit your boat, caravan, or camping rig. Ensure faster charging, longer battery run times, solar charging, and superior handling as lithium batteries are lighter than ever before. ALEC are your Red Arc specialists. State-of-the-art electric braking systems. Station sponsor. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. It is indeed the Saturday morning fishing show and we are having our Barra special. Now just a quick one, we were talking last week about fast tails and so forth on the back of your boats and uh, we received on our um, show page a message from Ben and Ben was saying, morning fellas, it's Ben from Cairns, I'd love the show, listen listen from uh, podcast through the week while I'm working i've got a bit of a problem now as i'm all up to date with the podcast and he can't binge listen anymore so um thanks benny that sounds great i'm glad you enjoyed the show he said a bit more on the fast tail once the water has left the hole the water wants to fill the hole naturally so you need speed to counteract that motion shorter boats have the hardest time during this due to limited speed size and hull design by putting a fast tail on it will lengthen the boat at speed and i can see what he's saying there it's acting like a planing surface pushing the ass up level depending on trim and preventing the boat dropping off causing it to nose up a bit through rough water as well as preventing the boat from a huge exaggerated nose lift then it comes back to settle on the plane especially with a manual tilt motor trim tabs are a different different um, thing again with a hell of a lot of people using them incorrectly so we'll talk in the other week about is is uh, um, if your hull's behaving badly, should you have a look at the likes of fast tails and trim tabs? 100% yes. Yeah, it's a, it's like a prop. I'd spend I'd spend more time getting your motor height right and the right prop characteristics. Yeah, yeah, no, yep. fair enough. And that's that's where uh, uh, jacking plates come into their own. Yeah, even then, you know, the problem you've got is everybody have it on the right eight, part of your jacking plate. Nine, yeah, you know? even without a jacking plate, 90% of the boats or 80% of the boats that are sold sold with an alloy prop which seemingly are getting more and more less rake in their blades these days so they're very they, they don't 
do a whole range of stuff good. They're okay for a whole range of things, but they don't do much good. So what happens is they, they cavitate very easily. So therefore dealers, you know, they don't want Joe Blow coming back saying, oh, what makes this funny noise when I turn the corner and it's just cavitation because it's not gripping the water. It's just the characteristics of an alloy prop. However, if that had a stainless prop on there at whatever pitch you work out to be that you needed and you lifted your motor two holes because the stainless all of a sudden has that extra grip hmm. that two holes is two two 200 rpm per hole that's 400 rpm that's two pitches you've just managed to go up there's your speed and fuel economy yeah that's right you i mean al- you know alloy props the blades flex oh, they I mean, don't flex. give you a, tr- a true um pitch what it's supposed to if be if i run no. alloy on uh, my boat i couldn't even get on the plane not a chance they'd no. flex so much yeah. i would not be able to get on the plane yep Yep. As a, as a rule, um, stainless props, you know, time's gone by, 10% better on fuel economy than an alloy prop at least. Yeah, because you can lift your motor higher. Because you can trim it out further. <laughs> the pros or, and cons of it. it up yeah. higher in yeah. the water. Yeah. If, if you do hit a obstacle um, with an alloy prop, you've got a far better chance of keeping your gearbox. Nah, garbage. No, Absolute you disagree garbage. with that? They're on the same hub. You're gonna if no, you've got no, if blades, you knock a blade. You'll off. knock a blade off, but yeah. nine mm. times out of ten, if you hit the same thing with the stainless, nothing's going to happen. Mm. No, yeah. okay. absolutely. They're I still, don't agree. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't agree if with you. If you're doing enough damage, <laughs> that you, you're doing a gearbox. It doesn't matter what blade, what prop you got on there. But the, the alloy the thing with, is going to yeah, bend. Thing with um, with four strokes, um, they don't. Want to stall as badly as a two as a two stroke when Probably you hit something, mm. and they'll your stainless wheel on there. It'll keep climbing it. Where alloy one, you'll tear a blade off them. Yep. Yeah, plenty of, done plenty of that. Well, not me personally, but guys yeah. that have worked for me. Yeah, um, yeah. So see, I've never. I've uh, like if you if you in my opinion, I haven't hit, hit many things. If you no, if you've hit something bad enough that it's going to damage your gearbox. In my opinion, it does. I don't care what prop you got on there. No, it'll it'll break it. It'll, it'll break. break it'll break something. You yeah. know what I mean? I, you know what the most causes of gearboxes are? Would you believe turtles? Probably. Yeah. Possibly hitting a big green sea you turtle. Know, like I, I that run. was in fish and boat a few episodes uh, um, series ago. Like I'm, where it was major. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever hit one. I'm pretty conservatively so, no. driving mine. Like I, I do, I don't do stupid things. But mm. every now and then, I, I'm in some sticky situations. I've got to, you know, I'm going pinned and I'm hitting the bottom. You know, getting into a creek. Yeah. And it, it's, you know, you're looking at. I've little, never done that before. Yeah, you're looking at little. Yeah, the difference is though, I'm doing 69 mile an hour. Yeah. There, and you're looking at twigs and 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 sticks and stuff on the flats as you're whizzing past them, and it's like that yeah, looks yeah. like your heart's going. You just, you just. Honestly, if you'd done that with, with an alloy... Pro- As I said, I couldn't even run no, an alloy prop. I wouldn't do it. Do it. It'd chew stainless. out in about three months. I ran stainless. Yeah. 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 Mm. Definitely. How many gearboxes you do? None. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Hey, back and, to, and you're on the water a lot. Yeah. Back to our Barrow Talk. Um, we had a question during the ad break. Uh, the Dirty water. We talk yep. about fishing the dirty water. So it's spewing out of a creek or out of a gutter, yep. wherever. Where are you throwing your lure? So first, what you're looking for is you're looking for not just any dirty water. Not all dirty water's the same. <laughs> so you're looking for dirty water that's probably been pushed into a narrow band. So you've got other factors, not just the mm-hmm. fact that that drain's running out or creek or whatever. You've got wind and you've got tide. Right. So 
I'll give you a very, very, very classic example of this at Hinchinbrook. Um, go and fish the patches of rocks north of Bluff Creek, Waterfall Creek, opposite the Herbert, on a run-out tide there. Mm. And you might get a rat, but you'll get a lot of cod. <laughs> yeah. Go and fish that on a run-in tide with a westerly or a southerly blowing, and you're still going to catch the same. Yep. Go and fish it when you've got a three-metre run-in, an mm. east-north-easterly, and you've got a one-metre band wider dirty water to mm. super clean water, mm. and you'll get really good barrows along there. So let's make this crystal clear. Don't be, Everyone thinks run-out tide for drains is for dirty water. It's not just run-out, no, is definitely it? definitely not. Depends on where you are, mate. It it depends, it, but don't get, yeah, don't, yeah. don't get that mindset that you need run out but back to dirty water because the same thing can happen on the incoming tide on those other two times when i mentioned you will have dirty water there but yes. it's not concentrated enough you need that northeaster with the running tide yep. to push it hard against the bank mm. and really narrow up where those barras are going to be mm. and the same thing happens with your drains it'll come out of the drain and normally it'll want to run one way with whatever the current's doing depending on where the drain's located it'll run north or south yep. generally yeah yep. however if you've got wind against that tide then all of a sudden the dirty water sort of gets out into the middle of the creek it gives the barrows no reason it becomes too hard for them to hunt so you've got to find that nice dirty water first yep that's got a bit of bait in there i like to sit you I'm boys not, keep talking i'm just going to contact I, M from the fishing yeah, lodge you're right. i'm not one to sit on top of fish i hate sitting on nah, fish. I, I like sitting along yeah, as far away as you can i'm known for casting these lures uh, nearly empty in the spool on the flats you know yeah. like i'm punching yeah, big double hen, yeah so i like to sit out wide if i've got that nice band of dirty water I'll work from the mud in the band of dirty water, and generally yep. you'll get your bites in the dirty water yep. between the yep. mud and the and the clean water. Yep. Or if they're really a bit finicky, it might take a bit, but the first bite you'll get will be on the on the right on the dirty water line. Yeah, that's if fair they're comment a bit finicky, too. But yeah. normally they're in that dirty water. Normally that's where you'll get your bites. Yeah, normally. exactly right. Or, you know. or to the edge of it. I mean, you get the odd one out of it. And I don't, I don't sound up drains as a rule i don't i don't sound drains like i i can see them on there what i do though is when i'm in that shallow water out 50 feet or whatever it is 60 feet more, more than that 100 100 feet i'll um i'll have my side scan on and i can actually see up into that one to two foot of water so yep. i'll know i might not be getting bites but i'm i know they're there you know i won't i won't sound it up before i fish i'll, I'll fish knowing that they're going to come through because like I, I fish those sorts of setups myself and I will make sure that I see the odd one coming through on the side scan just to make sure they're still here. We've not got yep. the right lure on yet or we haven't got the yep. retrieve right or Keep something. Keep working on them till exactly. you get them Exactly, yeah. yeah. I want to come back to that because that's an interesting point. But in the meantime, I've got Emma from the Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Good morning, Emma. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you all? Excellent. Welcome to our Barra Monday special. There's, uh, I think it's quite fitting that we give the Barra Lodge a call and see what's going on in your neck of the woods. Oh, it's just uh, another beautiful day in paradise. <laughs> we got a couple of overcast clouds, and uh, we've actually been hearing the barrows buffing uh, for about the last week and a half now, so they are going a bit nuts up the channel and that. So awesome. it's a bit exciting to see that this time of year. So It yeah. is exciting. It's actually, uh, we're looking out of the studio window, it's been raining the whole time. So <laughs> has, has yeah. it stopped raining? Has it been raining yet? up there? 
Uh, not not a lot. We had a little bit, little bit for patches here and there. It's not raining right now, but there is some dark overcast, overcast clouds um, over that Hinchinbrook. Um, but yeah, when I look back towards town, I can see blue skies. So yeah, it's nice. just that time of year when you've got showers and then blue skies, and you just never know what it's going to be like. Yeah, <laughs> it seems super still here. Is it uh, nice and calm no, there was, this morning? It was windy on the drive in this morning. Oh, was it really? Yeah, it, this yeah, is so hard well, to tell. Yeah down here sometimes it just tears down Sturt yeah. street and other times it's My just mate seems to get caught going wide yesterday and on the drive home went yesterday new. afternoon it was pumping northeaster yeah right yeah. it was pretty yeah, windy there's, a bit, there's a bit of a breeze here so yeah, yeah. it's not super calm but yeah yeah Yep, keep the moggies away anyway. Yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. You'll be booked out. Uh, is uh, Wednesday busy for you guys? We are actually booked out for the yeah Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays booked out. Yes. Um, everybody comes to get settled in. So, but uh, yeah, we are booked out this weekend as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, everyone everyone gets keen this time of year. They all want to come up and catch a barra, and it's on a lot of people's bucket list, which is yes. it's nice. They just want to get those that big barra photo, you know. And oh, it's 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 nice to see when you get people that come from down south and you know they've never caught a barra and that's just what they want to do and yeah they come up and they get their barra photo and they just yeah they just they froth over it they love it (laughs) beautiful and when you say you can hear the barras buffing you're obviously right on the front deck where you guys are they're there yeah, yeah. We'll yep. be at the barbecue area and you can hear them just big buff right there, you know, they're oh. taking the baits. And, the the, the you know, sausages yeah. would be getting burnt if I, if I was on the barbie. <laughs> Marty would be going baresque. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> See yeah. you later, so, barbie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like, oh, yeah, well, the stuff that we see just from yeah the front. I think it's it's something about people think you got to put the boat in, you got to go a long way. You know, you're going to go and chase barra way down the channel. But I've had kids catch barra off the pontoon, which is just amazing. Like, they just get so excited. It's just oh. the best thing ever. Like, you know, you don't have to go super far. Um, you just sort of go where the bait is, and we have so much bait right there at the pontoon. And yep. Yeah, it's just, it's amazing. Like, yeah, for some reason there's a stigma, like you've got to go, go a long way, you know, but we're right there, we're right in it. And, yeah, yeah I've seen many of our caught off that pontoon, so yeah, mate, I'm two sure or, it'll be the same this Definitely. Year. Two or three years ago, um, Potsy won the tournament. The Barra tournament, uh, fishing right at the end of the houseboats there. Mm. Yeah, you know, fifty right. meters that's away exactly from your right. from your lodge, and uh, yeah. us other idiots <laughs> travel for an hour and a half to go to the opposite end of the <laughs> missionary. That's right. I know it's amazing. So yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's you just you don't need to have a boat to go far. You just I don't know. I guess you just got to know where to go and yep. just try and find the bait. And yeah, it's it's a, it is amazing to see people say, oh, you got to do this tide, this tide, but it's all different. Like. I've seen them catch them at all different times. It's just, yeah, it just depends, I guess. But, yeah, it's pretty amazing the size of the barrel. Like, Gab got that barrel last year off the front there, and it was a nice big one, and it fed, like, 25 people. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> so, beautiful. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. So, yeah, you don't have to go far. And it is amazing. We do take it for granted a little bit that, you we know, do. I can be standing on the patio. You know, I could be up here cleaning a room, and then I look out, and I can see the bait getting chased and the buffing and, you know, like the turtles swimming past or the geodong going past or whatever, yeah. and it's just... Yeah, it's amazing. Amazing place to live in. <laughs> oh, it is. What's the water clarity like at the um, Dungeness at the moment? It's it starting was, to clear up a little bit from all is. that fresh. It was a bit chalky last week when I spoke to you guys, but yep. 
definitely starting to clear up a little bit now, so it's looking much better for next week. <laughs> Beautiful. That Herbert's still running uh, fairly dirty, so it'll be interesting yeah. to see what happens there with this little bit of rain, which hasn't eventuated yet, but um, uh, actually Jesto and I and Reese were sort of tossing up, having a look at the radar before. There's lots of blotchiness. Mm. There's lots of colour in it, so there's a yeah. possibility of a few heavy shower, showers, so it'll be interesting to see what the next day or two brings, but um, all rain's good rain at the moment. That's right. It just started raining here right now, so really? <laughs> the, shower, the shower just dropped. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, get, your, get your rolly out. Sort of yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> them yeah. crabs should be starting to move soon, Em. Yeah, so I have seen a few people getting a few, actually, which has been nice. I've also, um, we've had some of our favourite regulars there, and uh, Alison um, sent me a photo of their crab pot, which had a croc sitting right next to it, um, which is very eerie. I would have left that pot there. Um, but so, yeah, it's been, I think with the big tides and that, a couple of the pots went missing in that. Yep. Um, but before that, we did hear people getting crabs. So, yeah, because before that, there was nothing, like no, no, no crabs for ages. So, yeah. yeah, I think they are starting to get a few now. Yes. Um, but, yeah, the, the crocs, I think we're getting a few too. <laughs> I bet they are. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've actually been getting the most beautiful photos sent in from everyone. The the sunsets have been phenomenal, and actually the sunrises have been phenomenal here at the moment. It's, it's just, a beautiful place, yeah. isn't it? Oh yeah, and this sometimes of the year, like the, the sunsets and that, they're different all year round. But you know, at the moment we've got the real the light the light beams. We call them the Jesus beams of light. You know, they shoot yes. out. Yep. And we've got a couple of photos of that, and I've, I've just been getting sent some from um, some of the guests at the lodge as well, and rainbows and all that. So very picturesque time of year. <laughs> oh, it's gorgeous. If um, any of our listeners want to uh, experience this picturesque place, how do they get hold of you, Em? You can give me a call on zero four double seven triple nine nine hundred, um, or you can jump on the website and take a look at what we have to offer. Um, there's all different types of rooms there. We've got the ten apartments right on the waterfront with the private pontoon to leave your boat at. So there's nobody closer on the waterfront down at Dunjo. We're we're right there. So oh, perfect spot. <laughs> how good is that? M Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Thanks for taking the time and thanks for sponsoring our program. We appreciate it. No mate. worries. Hope, hope everybody gets their uh, the the Barra photo this year. So coming up on Wednesday, I'm sure everybody will be super excited for that. So. Yes, that'd <laughs> be luck, everyone. <laughs> awesome. How, maybe put uh, your hubby in the boat with Gaz. Get him one. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Em. Okay. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Hey, I'll talk to you later. All right. See you, mate. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Ah, there we go. Em, Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Um, it is beautiful, isn't it? it is, yeah, it's uh, a good spot, eh? Yeah. I, I actually had a passionate hate with Hinchinbrook. I couldn't be bothered. And like, for me, yeah, I still, you know, cattle craps all over Hinchinbrook for fishing. For me. Totally that, different fishing, though. It is totally yeah, different fishing because cattle is not one drain really there's well, no Hinch, dirty water runoff in there books exciting you've got something you've got so many places to visit yeah and it's like oh you know if it, and the scenery's like, pretty damn good oh, it's yeah, awesome yeah. you know it's Mine. like i'm gonna go and just have a look here because i haven't fished there yet <laughs> i hate that feeling you get when you're freezing wet in the boat oh, and the sun comes out and then over Hinchinbrook island you see the next round coming through yeah, and you yeah. just know you're going to get colder and wetter <laughs> yeah. again. What about the days when they there are some dry stop? places? Yeah, there, there are dry places there. Think, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, every, like Tully. I, I think <laughs> every single person's chased the sun in that place. Yep. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. Legitimately 
I've never fished up there before going that way today um, because, yeah, there's no rain up that way. So yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah. And yeah, you yeah. can literally dodge the rain. Yeah, you can drive around well, it all day, yeah, most yeah. of the time, sometimes. unless it comes down the haycock area where it's narrow. Sometimes. You know it's a bad though when you just look at your mate and you're both just dripping wet and it is pinging down. And, and you just look at each other with that glump looks on your face and your hands have turned the prunes. And, and it's you're 10 like, a.m. Are you serious? <laughs> are you serious? Uh, are you having that to yeah, bite? it's all right, guys. No touch all day. It'll, um, it'll disappear. It'll, it'll pull away back on the hills by about 10.30. See, that's the hard thing being a guide. <laughs> See, you, if you're on your own, and that boat's on the trailer, did. you're heading for the hotel room. Most days did. Most days it did, right? You pull back onto the hills and yeah. you get up that northern end on the mainland where it's a bit drier and it's like we start there and then I'd run from Fisher's Creek, you know, and yeah. then four o'clock in the afternoon you're still up there and you're looking back and there's a great grey wall yeah, across yeah. the channel. At about, You've dodged it all day except now. Yeah. <laughs> right, guys, put raincoats on. We've got to drive back through this. Turn around and put your back to it. No, I'm driving all the way back <coughs> to Fishers. Look at where I'm going, and it's pouring. So, yep. I think this is beautiful. The, <laughs> oh, no, it's not. The best, the best. Yeah, you, I'd you, done you simply was, can't lie. <laughs> it's a bit hard to launch my boat at Fishers because it's just Would be. so yeah. big. Anyway, for some reason, I how just, long is it, Reese? Uh, it's only eighteen and a half, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a funny one. It feels like a small, it's nimble fat. boat, but it's not. It's it's big enough, but it's not not a hindrance in the creek sort yeah, of thing. Right-o. Where you can jump on a, like a 19 foot skeeter, they're quite large boats. They yeah. they feel physically What's big. What's yours? A Triton. Triton. Okay. Yeah. And um, so yeah, it's it's Try not hard. terrible. But um, what what I'd I'd launched at Fishers one day and it was torrential from the minute we put in. <laughs> and anyway, you're, we were, you're better than me getting out we of the car. We were down at we were down at the. We were down at the one of the creeks in the middle of the channel. Anyway, it stopped, and it was a blue sky, a little bit. And I said to me, mate, I said, "What do you want to do?" I said, "If we go now, we'll get out. Yeah. If we don't go now, it's five o'clock this afternoon. It's the salve. He goes, "Nah, it hasn't rained for like twenty minutes. You know, there's a bit of yeah, blue sky right. there. But I reckon we fished. We got a couple of barrels, and then this is actually not too bad. I reckon that was about forty minutes tops." And then it turned. We by that stage it was starting to get questionable whether we would have got out of fishes or not. And by by about forty five minutes later, it had turned torrential again. Yeah, oh, nice. And that was it until we pulled the boat out. It just never to the point where I, I sat in the creek. <laughs> oh, I, I sat in days. the creek in the middle of the second boat passage where it was relatively calm, and I had an umbrella up that covered both consoles. <laughs> and I put the electric motor on about fifty meters off the mud bar. And just sat there for three quarters of the day because it was just that heavy. I just yeah. was over it and I couldn't get the boat out. And, you know, we were like waiting. To, hopefully, we'd hear a barrel if we might fish. Otherwise, we were yeah. just under the umbrella <laughs> all day. It was terrible. <laughs> all right, boys, we're going to knock our next uh, round of ad breaks off. When we uh, return, we're going to have another special guest. We're going to be uh, talking to a show favourite and Chris Wilcox, uh, another man in this studio who can catch a barrel Monday. So uh, make sure you join us for that one shortly. We'll be back after this little ditty.
Flagship destroyer boats are built for North Queensland conditions. Higher sides, wider and deeper. Built strong, built to last, built to fish. Flagship destroyer boats are only available at Townsville Marine. All powered by Yamaha Outboards with Yamaha Finance and Insurance. With models from the 435 Creek boats to the mighty 730 hardtop models and everything in between. There's a destroyer boat at Townsville Marine to suit your fishing. Destroyer boats, Yamaha, Townsville Marine. Station sponsor. Everything you need to keep your car driving well and looking great, you'll find it at Cheaper Auto Spares. Performance parts, tools and accessories, spare parts and the best prices in town. Cheaper Auto Spares, locally owned and operated in the big black and yellow building, Ingham Road, Carbet. Station sponsor. Summer is coming. Is your car up to scratch or do you need to have your windows down? ALEC is offering free AC checks and quotes to make sure you're ready to handle this summer. If it's your car or your four-wheel drive, no job is too big or too small for ALEC. Search ALEC today and book your free aircon check today. Station sponsor. 
Here's another disaster ready tip brought to you by Townsville City Council. Know what to do with your pet in an emergency. Plan ahead and be sure to include your animals in your emergency plans. Determine where you can safely shelter your pets if you are required to evacuate. Ensure your pets are properly identified and that animal registers are current and kept in a safe place. Be disaster ready. Visit disaster.townsville.qld.gov.au for more information. Station sponsor. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, and good morning and welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show. We have our Barris special and what better man to have with us apart from Jesto and, and Reese boy, Chris Wilcox. Good morning. How are you, my friend? Morning, gentlemen, and Happy New Year. Morning. Thank you. Yeah, same to you, Chris. How you going, mate? Yeah, going real good. Going top of the world. Okay. Beautiful. You must be looking forward to Wednesday. Mate, I'm excited. Like, yep. I caught my first bar at about 12 year old. I'm 52 and I'm still, I'm just, can't sleep, mate. I'm that keen. Yeah. <laughs> We're hearing you. We're hearing you, mate. Most definitely. What is the plan? What are you going to be doing? Mate, I'll go to, well, actually, this year, um, our golf crew, we're all going down the hut um, at Cleveland Palms. Yes. And we'll head down Tuesday. We'll just poke about, have a quick look at our sounders, and we're just going to do a um, do the rest of the week down there, yeah. Oh, we'll beautiful. So a fair bit of concentrating on, uh, like, the crocky and alligator, etc. Yeah, mate, yeah, like... It, it's going to be a bumper over there. I was over last week. Mm. And it's going to be a it's going to be a bumper month. Yep. Um, a lot of fish around the for 60, 58, 62, and and getting up into that seventy eight range. Yes. You know, like last year's the swampies, a lot lot of lot of swamp barrows. Yes. Yeah, you know, Ames has done its job, as I've said to you on previous shows. Um, our what stocks our bay is when Ames overflows. Yes, those barrows they come through there. They come out of the Horton. Mm. Mm. They come through that salt flat there. Oh, they the cross flats, underneath yeah. Ames and they drop straight into Crocky and they stock <coughs> the bay from that end. Yeah. Um, the weir at Alligator it probably puts a few thousand in. Yep. And then we've got the Ross going well. Yep. So. Incredible, and uh, and that all lines up to be a fantastic fishery. Yeah, mate, yeah, no, we went and gave the vibes a run the other day and we got a couple of jacks, we got about four finger mark and we had to stop fishing because the barrows were just off their head, yeah. their heads off. Yeah, you'll see us um, buzzing around over there on Friday. What's well, that, mate? You'll see us buzzing around over there on Friday. Chris is going to be oh, there, yeah. so you go somewhere different, Reese. I've got plenty of spots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? In the last couple of years, probably last seven years, I've been throwing vibes and different sorts of things we've worked on and, and made and changed around and we've actually modified vibes so we can vibe in the roughest and toughest of um, rock bars you can get, you know? Yeah. Right. Are um, you going to give any secrets around. away of what you're doing to pimp them up for that or...? Well, okay, okay. I, I, I hope you wouldn't ask, but you always do. So <laughs> I, can't, I, I don't, I don't um, lead you on. So what we do is we take the two bottom trebles off yes. to get a smarky vibe. Yep. And then you jam that treble 
one single travel. You don't get as good a hook-up rate, but it works. Straight in the top of his head and the front eyelet of that treble, you tie that in your loop knot uh-huh. where it meets the top part of your vibe and then bang. And you just got to know how to feel your vibes. Yeah. When they hit the bottom, you, you just got to be onto it. If they roll over, you'll hook up again. It's all oysters and shell grits so or it's whatever's a, down there. So it's like a stinger that's, that's free hanging once it pulls out of the, the lure. Free hanging, they'll just rip it out. Uh, okay, so basic. There's no hooks on the bottom of the vibe. It's no. only, it sits on the top, which you've stuck into the middle of its head. Yes, and then make sure that the front part of that treble meets your little tie down, you know, and you so just I, put that in your loop knot. Or you can, with a vibe, you don't really have to have a loop knot. It's like a lure where it has to rattle around everywhere. So you can just just tighten it up with a, just any knot. I, I do something similar to that, Chris, and... Um, you can you can do another thing too where you instead of digging it in you can actually run both points out and just super glue it along the top of the head so that the yeah. uh, the eyelet lines up with your with your tie off point mm. and yeah, it's super glued it, yeah. across the top so it's super glued along the top of the the head mm. the other thing yeah. that works really well i found is um you know the samaki thumpers you know the yeah. thumper tails yep you can yeah. pull the front hook out of those because they are nose heavy and leave the other one because it's jammed up, you know, on that in that holder. It's a bit more you resilient. Can, you can leave the, the rear one in there and fish that through some pretty gnarly structure and not hook up as well. Well, let me tell you something else about the thumpers. Yep. My son is mad on them. He buys them in the hundreds. Yep. Now, what he's done, and he's next level now, like he's obviously been fishing since he was in nappies. He's 24 now, and he's just next level on a lot of things. And what he's done with the thumpers, you know how the back treble is in is yep. a part of the lure? It's got a little loop around it, and it's yep. moulded that way. He cuts that off, mm. and then just before the tail, he puts a nick in the actual tail, like a V, yep. which yep. makes it vibe even more. Yep, yep. It makes it thump even more. It loosens it up a bit. If they're a little bit stiff, those thumpers, and if you don't know how to work them, yep. you don't get the reaction out of them. No. Yeah, we used to and do the like, same hey, thing. I'll, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, hey, old fella, cut that tail in half, put a little V in it, and watch it thump. And you can just, as soon as it hits the water, you can feel it. Yep. Yep. And you know what? You can use them in drains too. Yeah, definitely. When it's a bit cloudy or a bit dark, and those fish have got to work off that vibe, and sometimes you might get the lures with, they might rattle a bit too much, certain lures you want to use. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, or you go to the timber lures if they're a bit spooky. But with the vibes, we'll, we'll use them in drains. Yeah. We vibe them through drains. They just get smacked. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that works too. It's, it's um, anything like that. Uh, but, yeah, on to the skills of barrows, mate. There's another thing that I've been doing over a few years now hmm. is I've been working on how I've got to find those barrows at that low tide where they're sitting and they're not feeding. Right. And I stumbled across this about five years ago up the Gulf. And what I'm fishing now, I call them plateaus. Mm-hmm. And I found four or five of them in Cleveland Bay and our creeks. There's two in the creeks, the rest are out wide. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of where a bank is three metres deep or you, or you leave a rock bar. You know, you might go across a rock bar and you leave it and you'll, you'll think, oh, that's just desolate. There's nothing there. It's just a big plateau. It might drop down to six metres or seven metres. Mm. Do, you, do you know yeah. the scenario? I know yeah, the yeah. exact scenario. I'm interested okay. to hear where you're going. Okay. Well, what I've found up the Gulf, because people say, you've got to be at this rock bar at this time, that. 
and I was just looking around and I started looking at these big plateaus and I'm like, look at these massive big drop-offs. You'd think something, finger mark or something will be here. And then by mistake one day, I think we nailed about 60, 70 bar in one session on a plateau. Right. And it was a change of tide. And I said to the boys, whatever you're doing with your action, do it again. Whatever we've done with the tide, we're doing it again tomorrow. And over the last five years, we brought it back here and we started using it. And they sit on those plateaus around that change of tide, but the low tide before coming in, not on the high, because yeah. those plateaus, it's only got to turn for 10 minutes and an Olympic swimmer wouldn't hold there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Six metres of water, you've got no shelter. Right. So, so what are they going out there for? Because they're obviously feeding. They're going out there for a feed. They, yeah. So that they are going out there to feed. It's yep. a, you, I, I feel it's their resting place. Their resting place? Because that's what, yeah, I was, yeah. So obviously, because quite often when barrows go to rest, they get in a trance and nothing. They won't chew. They, but but yeah. these ones are obviously opportunists. Yeah. Well, what? I'm talking um, I'm talking like your 80 centimetre plus up to metre plus barrows. Right. So good fish. You know, see the little schoolies sitting on these big plateaus but the bigger barrows like the other day i went over to a couple of plateaus and they're sitting there you know and this is for council okay and i think towns are one of the best fishing communities in australia yeah maybe see 10 barra now on these plateaus and the other place that i do know that the barrows go when you're in the creek you think geez there's not a barra here where are they i find that they're out outside the creeks along the flats and they're in about one and a half metres of water to two metres tops and they just sit there and then work back in with the tide. Yeah. Right. They're so, hard to target. They're in weed beds or whatever they're yeah. in. It's just really hard. You get the ocean, you get northeast of blown or whatever it is afternoon. But these fellas on these plateaus, what my son does, he'll drop down, they won't bite and he will just work that vibe. Like, it's funny to see. Nelly falls out of the boat and all of a sudden they're like, oh, what was that? And then when you get one, you just keep bang, 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 bang. Reaction bite. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful. So describe the plateau again. Where, where is it? So It's off a drop-off, and then it just goes in a flat, flat, yeah, so, flat ground. Okay. So just say you're going up the middle of uh, up the middle of Hingenbrook, and, and even so you'll see there's a few holes there around about that 12 to 18 metres deep. Yes. Leading into it from that three metres or two metres, you get nice big, you get a big, just the sound will just drop down and you just think, wow, why is nothing there? Mm-hmm. It's maybe you're just not running over to that exact hour. Right. I, it, and are you picking them up on the side imaging at that bottom of the low? We only use the hummingbirds. Yeah. I only use the 10-inch hummingbird. The 12-inch I didn't, uh, we've downsized and all of my crew, there's about eight of us. Yep. And um, we just find them. We get away from them. We turn our sounder off. And most of the time up the Gulf, we use a plonker. We don't use electric motor. No, fair enough. And then we just pull up. And you might run across five barra. And before you know it, another 10 or 15 will just move in. Right. Right. On these plateaus. Why did you downsize from a 12 to a 10? What was the reason? We didn't get the resolution. With a Helix or a Solix? We just got the Helix. Right. And I, I went back to Francesca and I'm like, all right. And then we started talking to people and they're like, oh, no, we're not getting the resolution out of the 12 of our 10s. And the little 10 that I got, I just love it. Right. I can just find fish anywhere. Yep. Yep. Um, in the shallow water, it just works on the flats, the side images. Just so handy. So yeah. good. Yep. 
So, um, and that's us. And, and mainly vibes. Now, one other thing we did start doing up in the in the Gulf, and just don't know about this one, and big snags that are under the water, and you've got about a metre from the top of the actual snag to the top of the water. Yep. We've been rolling big um, barra classics, three metre deep barra classics, throwing them into the snag, uh, up past it, and just as we get over it, just give it two big cranks to get it down and then a slow wind. Mm. Yep, and those yep. barras just smack it mm. just before the boat. It's so exciting. It's just, it's the best thing. And you, you might get eight or ten bar off one snag. Yeah. So they're the 15-foot so classics you're doing that with. We're doing it with the three-metre barra classics. Yeah, yep, 10 15. foot. No, 15 will be, I think. Three metres, 10 foot. Uh, Where would you go sorry, to school? Sorry. Three, three feet, three feet, three metres, it doesn't matter. You just don't crank them as hard. Right. And um, we did that here in Crocky over some snags, and it works. Three it's times three. Here. Yeah, no, it definitely works, mate. And, you know, same thing with a 12-foot barrow bay to do the exact same yeah. thing, mate. Yeah, whack, whack, and then a really slow wind. Mm. If you think you're going too fast, slow it down again. And and that's when they're, they're sort of just following it up. You watch these big barrows, 80 centimetre barrows come up, and they hit it near the boat, they hit it that hard, you, you get soaked, you know. The, it's, it's crazy. So just little things we've um, tried over the years and we've changed, and it seems to be working. Yep. It's bloody fantastic. Mate, that's been All invaluable. Over, sorry. Um, the other thing that we have seen across the bay in the last two weeks with all this fresh... The barras are surface feeding out on the flats. Right. Like you just pull up, turn your motor off, and you can just see them. It's just boof, 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 and they're up on the surface for some reason at the moment. What are they feeding on, Chris? Mullet. Yeah, right. All the creeks, alligator creeks, muddy, it's dirty, it's full of sticks. It's got that, um, as they call it, the bison weed or something out of the... Hysons. Hysons, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I I think bison sounds better. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be all the crap coming out of the rice, oh, eh? We just call it we just call it pigweed. Yeah, it's a pig eat it when it dries out. So, but um, and also, so they seem to be the mullet seem to be pushed out of the creeks, and and um, so they're either out on the flats or something I learnt ten years ago off a diver, and I was talking to him by mistake. He was at the Horton River Bridge before they built the new bridge. And they were diving down, checking the pylons. They had the Bruce Highway held up. And I'm like, mate, how do you see anything? And he said, once I go down three metres, it's business as usual. There's barra feeding, beautiful, clear salt water. Mm. All this flood fresh is on the first three to four metres. He said, we're down six metres or so. It's business as usual. So when you get these floods, I just don't forget. I've never forgotten what he said. And that's why I think on these deep plateaus, all this fresh and sticks and crap's going over the top of all these fish, and it's business as usual for them. They're just pulling up, having their camp, and away they go again. It's amazing. It's yeah. uh, it's yeah. uh, uh, and um, look, it's I've got a lot out of this little segment that you've said. It's given me a, a fair bit of things to uh, think about. So, and as always, uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Chris. It's um, it's been good, and um, I wish you the best of Barra seasons. Well, mate, we'll be making a week of it. So, um, yeah, there's, <laughs> yeah, there's at least ten of us at the hut, so we'll all have to share beds together and that. But we'll, well you're used to that. It's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, mate, no really good season. There's plenty of 
plenty of barras around and um, as I said over the years I used to ring you up depressed and say well, look guys you know I've just walked up from alligator boys want to chase a pig and there's a thousand or a half a million barra that swamps have all dried up in the drought and pigs are eating all these barras and we're all depressed about it yep. over the last five or six years those swamps have been healthy beautiful state full all year round we've had the rain and those barras are now in our systems like it's it's doing what it's supposed to do so it's going to be a bumper season mate oh fantastic you're making me excited chris hey thanks for your time this morning we appreciate it and we certainly look <laughs> hey, forward thanks, to gentlemen yeah hey, no worries mate good to talk to you okay thanks here boys see you, see you, mate. See you mate. Bye. bye Ah, oh, there we go, Chris Wilcox, and uh, certainly is a, a wealth of information as you lads are, and um, brings something different to the table. So, and I was interested to hear what he said about how he goes weedless with his um, uh, with his vibes. Yeah, mm. yeah. Putting it in the hook there, so basically t- the, the split rings below takes them off, boom, out, and then I've got to work out what he's talking about with the loop knot, how it connects, and so forth. That would just be a little bit of trial Imagine and error. You, you travel sitting on top. Yeah. And your eyelid or your treble lines up with where you tie your lure on normally. And that's it. And that's it. Yeah. yeah. So it runs along the back sort of thing. I I used to do it with the... Uh, not me, I didn't invent this, but the boys down in the dams. You know, remember the old um, storm suspending shads? Yeah. 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 Quite yeah. hard yeah. plastic? Yeah. So for fish in the dense weed beds, they used to super glue them along the top. Yeah, and right. work so their bellies would scrape over the top of the weed without yeah, right, hooking okay. up, but you'd get good hook exposure when they whacked them. Yeah, yeah, right. And um, so you because they got quite a broad back on those. They have. Yeah, super glue. You could get the gel. You know, Loctite make a gel yep. super glue. Yep. You could put it along the treble and just stick it to the back of the the fish. There, no guarantee it'd stay there, but yeah, without hooking the fish, it was wide. always yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty mm. handy. Yeah, bloody oath. How good's that? Mm. Guys, um, we're coming up to nearly <coughs> half past, but for, before we go to our next on the ad break, let's have a look at these prizes. Today, $25 Tavern Meats voucher, thanks to uh, the Crepe Man and Tavern Meats for that one. We've also got the EVA bag, where, where we have our EVA tread, thanks to Chris from Fiber Finish. We have uh, a Z-Man Buff 50 Plus Sun Mask, which is a really, really awesome one. It's deadly nice. camo. Uh, what else have we got here? Oh, we've got uh, a blow-up doll, a ball, um, which is good. And we've got a set of eagle claw gangs. You have no dignity. Terrible. Terrible, terrible. So that's in that bag. Ah, we have uh, Iron Man bag number one, which has got um, some cool decals in it. Which decal is that one? It looks like a pretty... De- ah, Milwaukee. Um, we've got another blow up toy we've got more hooks we've got um stubby coolers we've got a hook the apparel uh rod sleeve they're a great thing oh we've got key rings and we've also got uh rapala stick bait so that's a good prize shout out to the boys at hook hopefully they're getting a couple of tips yes good morning ryan and and co how good are they yeah it's awesome eh? yeah lovely fella lovely man and Let's see, Iron Man bag number two. We've got drink holders. We've got more Milwaukee stickers. Uh, we've got a couple of hats in there. We've got Iron Man. And what lure do we have today? Ah, there we go. We Ooh. have a, um, a vibe. From Hooked. From Hooked Apparel also. Nice. That's, so, the, new, that's the larger new, the new ones they've just done, the larger size. Yeah, yeah. That's a sweet looking colour yeah. too. I like that. Copper Vibes brown. on the drop too. 
<laughs> which is all important. Yes. So it makes a really, really big difference. <coughs> so, guys, some wonderful prizes there to win today for our Barra show. Uh, let's go to our next song and ad breaks, and we'll be back after that.
with the COVID-19 lockdowns coming to an end, it's time to book your escape to Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Lucinda Fishing Lodge is North Queensland's best kept secret and only a short drive from Townsville. Take your family, take your mates and take your boat. With unlimited kilometres of the Hinchinbrook Channel to explore or just a short trip to the Great Barrier Reef, the time to book is now. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, what a great escape. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, station sponsor. Racing and power away with a new Yamaha outboard from Rising Sun Marine, home of Australia's most trusted marine brands. With Yamaha Motor Finance and Insurance, hitting the water in your dream boat couldn't be easier. Visit the team at Rising Sun Marine today. Come and get it. Rising Sun Marine. Station sponsor. Hey, Cedric, your boat looks really flash now you've had it wrapped. Yeah, that's Kai Sign Mob. They're tough fellas when it comes to doing that boat wraps. You know, they had so many daily designs to choose from. Now my boat's wrapped. I'm wrapped. My missus, she's wrapped. Maybe you should write a rap song about Kai size. Now that's a rap. Two. Right. Want to know more? Go to marinegraphicsinc.com or call Kai at Kai Signs on 0418. One double nine double six seven. Station sponsor. Here's another disaster ready tip brought to you by Townsville City Council. There are several things you can do now to minimise potential damage to your home and property during a cyclone or storm. Check the condition of your roof and fix loose tiles, eaves and screws. Clean gutters and downpipes so water can drain away quickly. Trim trees and overhanging branches. Be disaster ready. Visit disaster.townsville.qld.gov.au for more information. Station sponsor. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, and good morning and welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show. And we're in the last half hour of our Barra Special. And I think it's gone along very, very well today, boys. Talking most things, Hinchinbrook and a little bit of crocky and alligator and so forth. And we've learned some great tips. So in this last half hour, there's sort of like a bit of an open platform for whatever you guys feel as though we need to discuss. Obviously, we've covered so many things. With you guys as special guests, what braids we like to use, your favourite lure colours, your favourite lures and everything. Is there anything else that's, uh, that you'd find poignant that, um, that that we should mention on the on the Barra special show? I one know thing, I'm putting you um, on the spot there. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, one thing I was going to run by, Reese. Um, I think, yeah, the the Reese Knocking Society yeah. in Townsville, I think it's a... Yeah. Um, I just don't know. Can't admire them fellas as much. Incredible, aren't Could they? not do it enough. Incredible. We're, next time you're down at the Weir War Great the shows. bunch of guys. Yep. Just, just on that too, I want a big thanks to um to Nathan and his brother Travis and, and Gordy over at Ingham Road Seafood there. Uh, during the week, um, I think Wednesday, we done a, a news segment and they made a donation on behalf of the, the commercial fishers of $1,500 to the, the restocking group. Oh, so, great. Yeah, the, every year the boys give us an, a, a donation and um, it, it goes a long way to help, whether it's it's running costs of the club or whether it's barra fingerlings or, or whatnot. It, it, every dollar counts, you know. What so. do your fingerlings cost you these days, mate? mate and what size are you putting Depends on what sort of... Because I think of, people would be interested to know all this, you know. So in the weirs over the years... We've had to change sizes based on uh, what's happening with nature. Predation. Predation. Yeah. Drought. 2019 was a big one where we, yep. we upped the size a lot because basically their survival rate until they got to about 300 mil was 
not looking great because there were so many big fish in there because yeah, the weirs right. hadn't run for five years. So it was we. So we changed. They'd be able that. to eat a small child at that. That's stage. right. So now we've gone back to this, and and it works better for us as well because we're not having to spend as much on food. But we're supplying barras. We kicked off the Ross Dam at 50. I think we're at about 75 mil up there now. Yeah, right. Uh, because you still got a what we call a pretty greenfield site. So you've got still lots of bait. You've got not huge amounts of predators yet. You've still got a fair few in there. Like we put 120,000 barras in there. But mm. it hasn't been stocked for 30 years, you know. Like you, yeah, you, okay. you haven't got that huge numbers of fish in there yet. So there's some big ones coming over the water. Oh, 100%. They they're at a metre. They're at a metre. So a metre? They're, they're okay. definitely at a metre. Um, where it looks like we'll, we'll hopefully get some funding um, to do an electrofish up there. It's just to monitor yeah, how it's going. Saying. Yeah, And yeah. Um, electrofish costs around $8,000 now, so we don't have that sort of money just laying around. So yeah. a, a lot yeah. of Do you time, know Alfie Hogan? Uh, yeah, I do. So, yeah, yeah. him and uh, Tim, I think Tim Marsden and... Yep. Yep. The guy we use is actually based in Cairns. I can't think of his name off the top of my head now, but um, oh, it'll come to me anyway. But yeah, so we use we use him up in uh, Terry Valance. Oh yeah, yeah. So Terry Valance is the the guy that we use. He does a report and everything after the after yep. the electrofish. We had to get one done before we could stock it with barras to get our permit um, from the state government to stock it. So we had to make sure that. You know, it was viable. What stock was already in there? What bait predation was available? What habitat? You know, we we had to do that before we were allowed to even get a permit to release barras in the dam. Um, and we're currently releasing in the dam at 75 mil, and we've actually cut back to 75 mil in the weirs because we've had a couple of good wet seasons since 2019. Yep. So we've lost a lot of those large, those XL fish down to the salt now. Yep. So that brings our predation back to, you know, a 75 centimetre barra. Still eats a bit, but he doesn't eat the same as a 120, you know? No. So, you know, he, he's not going to choke on a 60-centimetre barra, but a 120 will choke on a 60-centimetre yeah, yeah, barra. Yeah, <laughs> So, um... Amazing So we, we, we yeah. adapt. When you see it happen in the wild, yeah. when you oh, see barras getting by barras, it's, yeah. it's pretty wild, eh? Yeah. And, um, I mean, I've seen at Faust there was a floater there one day, and we pulled up, it was half alive, and it had a bony brim lodged in its throat. It, the bony brim wouldn't have fitted on a, a normal... Um, bucket lid you know that's how round it was <laughs> he, he was he choked on it he, he was dying he choked on it so um yeah he had a few bits of life left yep. in him and that and that, he's certainly not the first no that's right you know so but um yeah so we, we're we're stocking based on what's happening with the environment as far as sizes are concerned yep, yep. so uh we do regulate and monitor that based on what what's happening with the waterways there and um so the, the dam, Gary just popped in, said someone had a question there in regards if they want it, what's happening with the dam and what's happening if they want to get involved with the society. So I'll start with the, the stocking group. Jump on our Facebook page. We've got um, a, a great facey page there. The boys are looking after that now, um, Ryan and, and Liam and, and co. And um, Andrew and, you know, 
send us a message we'll try and get a, all of our dates are on there if you if you're good with memory um our, our meetings are pretty straightforward we only have six a year and they're um every second monday of every second month starting in january so it's pretty pretty easy to remember and um we've just moved locations for our meeting now we're actually doing it at bcf domain in the superstore there so um 7 30 p.m kickoff they'll be put on our on our facebook page every every time we're having one uh january was our last one so second monday of march will be our next um our next meeting and uh we don't do a great deal at the meetings um it's we don't get paid our funding until sort of june july from sips and or generally other grants that we might have hit by the time we get our money, we put our water in and they get grown out. We're looking at usually an October, November release date for both the weirs and the dam at this stage. So, yeah, the dam still all on track. Um, there was a final there was a final report to be done from an independent consultant as far as uh, a risk assessment. That was to marry up with the master plan, which is, I think, still being presented in the March full council meeting. That'll get updated. Oh, sorry, that'll get a, 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 a you know, everyone will, will vote on that. Um, there shouldn't be any issues with it. All the councillors are on board with it. What's that for, Reese? The master plan to dictate what's required up there, you know. So it's identifying all, uh, you know, back in the day, the initial was the water treatment plant. So that's yep. no longer in there because it's being upgraded, you know. The, the money's yep. been spent now yep. on the water treatment plant. It's going to spell out... Um, what the boat ramp is, where it's going to be, if there's a six knot zone in place. Yeah, that's what I was alluding to. Yeah, yeah it's so what is the what's the you know, what are you guys looking for the, there the apart initial from a boat ramp? So the, the, the there's really only I've, one I've heard feasible the, yeah. site for it and yep. it's gonna be at Calso. Yep. So it'll be it'll be probably on the um, the town side of the Towns of Graded Sand site. Yep. Because it is council lease there. There's a creek that's sorta of, it's overgrown in the bush, but there's a creek there. Yep. They're talking about having a hard stand area around there because at fifteen percent we still had a good three or four meters of water up that arm. Okay. So we could we we, we were safely letting fish go and electro fishing in there at fifteen percent water level. So yeah, that'll right. be on the on the Kelso side, on that sort of around that Townsville graded sand side. There is an old ramp there that the ski club used. Yep. Um, but it's it's really beyond use now. Um, it's not really being used for a lot of years. And um, even to do a fish release, it was a bit difficult up there yeah, um, right. to try and get in. It was quite muddy and, and rock had sort of sunk into the mud by now and it was no longer much of a ramp. Yep. So, But that is the, the identified site. Um, probably have a, a, a buoy line across the sort of dam wall gate area there yep um and that's sort of what i saw in the initial master plan um and you know it'll dictate what the likes of toilets are they're talking about land-based fishing down off the spit on the inside of the wall yeah there. okay so that'll yeah, be yeah. A, a, a talking about in the master plan a designated access point for, for fishing off off land yep and um they were talking about having some um campgrounds and, and bird watching further up the further up the dam but like everything, you know, the you put the campgrounds in the master plan, and that's all well and good. Except they wanted a twenty-two million dollar road just to get to the six camp spots, and it's like, yeah, well, that's not going to happen. Yeah, so know. we had to scrub a lot of that stuff because we just needed, you know, and that's what happens. You know, these guys that do these things, you know, they're based in Melbourne, and I think everyone's coming up here, and people will use it for a multitude of different things, but 
it's you, at the moment we just got to get on the dam. That's that's yeah, the well, first that's step. The first so step, I guess, we're not yeah. going to go and spend money on a road that won't warrant much return when we can spend the money on a car park and a boat ramp. That's right. To get yeah. big bang for buck out of that, you know. So yeah. Yeah. No. And look, I I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a just another um, resource that we can use for fishing. Mate, I was talking to um, Steve Morgan yesterday. No, without any dramas at all you know mm. i mean if it's able to be done in in all the dams and i mean all yeah, the dams yep. in, in south yep. of here Definitely. and i mean every single yep. one of yeah. them yeah and they're super done important in to have yeah you know? and um i was talking to steve morgan yesterday he's super keen you know he said oh wouldn't it be great to open uh, you know get your dam off the ground with uh with uh, an abt style event just uh like not the not as part of the tour that that may happen but just they do these they call them open so they have the awonga open or the tinaroo open where yeah, they just right do a, it's a standalone you can almost fish them standalone um but it does go towards your points for the whole year if you do yeah, fish right. the series yeah, um okay. you know that'd be there's there's endless opportunities for that you know you've got the likes of you know i don't know if proserpine's going to get back up with their uh invitational moving forward or their mm, mm. um tournament which has been on you know it'd be great to have an annual tournament like that or mm. even have Lindsay's trying to get it happening again, the Faust tournament. Yeah. Because nice. obviously it's kaput, yeah. which is so sad. It was. It's the best tournament. Yeah. And um, but it, it, lots of things. Different demographic uh, now. D- yeah, right? but lots of things. You know, Camp Kanga, changing owners, and uh, you know during the cyclone, yeah. obviously yeah. lost, lost of it. So there was as, as soon as something loses momentum. Yes. Sometimes it's very hard to ke- keep it going. And that's what happened the second year. I didn't sort of realise this until after the fact. They just didn't have enough numbers, so they were all ready to run. But because I'd lost touch with them, for example, I never got an invite because it was down for a couple of years. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And, right, okay. You know, before you know it, I, I ended up speaking to Lindsay about something, and I said, "Oh, you know, had the con guy said, oh, we didn't run it.'" And I was like, "Why?" He goes, "Oh, we didn't have enough." And I said, "Shit! If if you had a reached out to everyone who's been there in the past, I would have just put a nom in for sure." I wouldn't have cared about pre-fishing or trying to win it. I would have just put a nom in. If you were chasing numbers just to run it, Yeah, I would have turned up, you know, Thursday afternoon and just gone and had a good time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think there was a little bit of drama inside the committee circle, Ah, which didn't help. I I won't go any further on that. Yeah. And then what you're saying as well. But it's too good a... Oh. Too gooder. <laughs> the dam is brilliant to not have a tournament. Obviously, yeah. you've got the ABTs there, but ABT, let's be it's honest, a is different. a select. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a. I won't say premium, no, but um, you have to have a lot of time to be able to fish ABTs. Yeah. Whereas the Faust tournament is, is for me and you and for, for Ash. It's and, a guys and the who lot. get – it's like the May comp, you know. It's, it it's is. guys who you don't get to see very often or maybe once a year yeah. or, yeah. or guys that you might be really good mates with, but you don't yeah. catch up all that often. So it's just good. Yeah, the, the, the tournament yeah, is yeah. the one place you do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, and you actually look forward more than the fishing sometimes to see the boys. And that, you know you've got the leave locked away and you're going fishing mm. for three or four days and that's it. You know, there's yeah. no... Yeah, that's worried. exactly yeah. why I fish that fly comp, fly comp yeah. with Dave, you know. That yeah. was a great Catch tournament. up with everyone. It was awesome. How good was that? Oh. Did you throw the wand around all right? You go all right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's a beautiful. I won the Queenfish Trophy. Yeah, <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. We we we, we had couldn't so, get away from the bloody things. Who cares? 
So all the boys were chasing the tarp on at, in Dunjo at 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. We idled back past them at 20 past. We had legal barras in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's the go. Straight up, first, bumps, legal barra. Righty, we're leaving Dunjo. You can have your poon. All right, yeah. boys, we've got to go to our final song and ad break. And when we come back, we're going to give away some fantastic prizes. And we're going to talk to um, talk, talk to you guys about our final finale. All right, see us.
is playing you the deadliest music seven days a week. Email at 4K1G. 4K1G is on Facebook and streaming beats at 4K1G.org. And also on the frequency of 107.1 FM. 4K1G, your deadly radio station. When you're a builder and your father and grandfather were builders before you, it's definitely in your blood. Homes by DJ Jones brings that experience and passion to every home. Homes by DJ Jones build quality homes at a true turnkey price with no hidden extras. If you're looking for peace of mind when you build, see their new display home at Harris Crossing featuring the new Tesla Powerwall. Homes by DJ Jones. Your home, your future, their reputation. Station sponsor. Repower your boat with reliability and power with the next generation of Mercury four-stroke outboards now in stock at Motor Marine. With unbeatable savings, nobody makes a wider range of more reliable, powerful and efficient outboards than Mercury. Backed by decades of innovation, Mercury outboards are built to go the distance and Mercury's non-declining warranty gives you ultimate peace of mind. See the range and grab an unbeatable Mercury deal now at Motor Marine, Bayswater Road, Townsville. Station sponsor. Two things happened in 1995. The charge of the North Queensland Cowboys and the charge of North Queensland Batteries. 27 years later and NQ Batteries are still charging in Townsville. Now providing Victron solar and recreational systems for campers and 4x4s. For all your battery needs, back the local team and search North Queensland Batteries. See their new showroom, 177 Ingham Road. Station sponsor. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. This morning, we'd take this opportunity to thank all of our wonderful sponsors that look after us on this show. Too many to, to mention, but we thank you and appreciate you all, which is fantastic. Mr. Justin, former Hyperspace Force Fishing Tours, you are a gentleman. I love having you on. I love having you as a mate. So thank you Absolute so much. Absolute pleasure, mate. Yes. As usual. Good on you, man. Reese, complete opposite for you. You're, you're a dick. Um, this will be the last time you're in the studio. Fantastic. Mate, you're awesome also. A wealth of knowledge. Um, neither of you guys are, are shy to give away any of your tips and secrets. Both tournament winners, so you know your stuff. Um, and uh, I, I don't think we could have any better lads on the show for the weekend. Gary... Awesome, Marty. Well done, Gaza. Out the back, mate. You guys did very, very well. It was actually um, to sit back and listen was very good. So, yeah. so no. Well done, fellas. Thanks for that. I feel like a rock star on stage. I'm sharing the mic with you. I know. <laughs> I, you want me to start dancing? Yeah, yeah. Um, have I learned anything? We'll soon see next week. You've learned heaps. Time will tell, mate. Time will it? tell. <laughs> you know, boys. No, pleasure again. Thank yeah, you. yeah. So, all right. Well, um, that brings us for our wonderful show. Um, as Gary and I always say, please travel safe on that highway. We need you guys back again next week. Let me just make sure that I have our ads lined up for the end of the show. Look after yourselves. See you next Saturday. We do hope you enjoyed this Barra special. Tight lines to everyone who does go chasing the Barra this Wednesday. Them beautiful fish that we all admire so much.